Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the new Warlock subclass Shadebinder, the stasis class we have all the info on now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Uh, whenever you come to the YouTube channel, click subscribe and the bell button. That is free and helps me out. You can click the join button to join as a paying member and get some perks and benefits in the Discord like Q&A and VIP. Uh, if you'd rather use Patreon, you can go to sntrpresents.com. So Bungie unveiled the Warlock Shadebinder subclass uh, on their, their website yesterday. At first, it didn't look like we were going to get a lot of information. We were kind of like, what is this? It, it, it generically described the super. We were like, huh? But then there's this, it's got its own page, right? There's its, it, there's its own page of the Warlock Shadebinder. So I'm just going to kind of walk through it here with you. I'm going to talk about what is it? What, how do they describe it? I want to go down and talk about the customization that they outlined. And then I want to end by talking about the potential. Because we were told before all this was unveiled that this subclass would offer a lot more customization than just like the diamonds that we pick currently on the subclasses. So it's called the Shadebinder. And what you do actually is you have a shatter like uh, shockwave staff that you you pull out and it detonates the crystal on the staff and creates a devastating shockwave that shatters all nearby frozen enemies. Now before you use the shockwave, you can use the penumbral blast which fires stasis projectiles from the staff that explode on impact. Enemies hit by the crystal uh, crystalline shrapnel are immediately frozen solid. And so we've seen this in action. You've seen the footage. He's casting the projectiles and then goes boom up in the air and everything around explodes. Now, the description on the other page, the stasis page, makes it sound like Penumbral Blast is a melee ability and they don't even use the icons properly. This iconography is swapped on that other page. So I think they've made some mistakes there. But I don't think it's necessarily going to be a projectile melee you can use every time your melee is ready the way you do with with the one solar subclass it seems like it's only available during the super so we'll kind of have to wait and see it's a little bit unclear with the way they described it it was described as a melee ability on the other page that may have just been like a if you press melee in the super this is what is going to happen Truth be told, I feel like the Warlock uh, Shadebinder Super is the most unique of the three. Uh, the, the Hunter one we don't have details of yet, or the Titan, but we did see them in action. They seem very similar to Supers we already have, so we're hoping that that information uh, is, is, is a little bit more exciting than, than what we currently have. And they've got some really great pictures on here uh, as a way to you know get you excited now one of the things this page is unveiling that we you know we're getting a little bit excited about is what looks like a pretty updated and awesome ui this menu and the warlock in the background his hand coming forward looks pretty significantly updated it looks very next gen this doesn't look like the dated destiny ui that we basically didn't get a whole lot of changes for the basics stayed the same from d1 to d2 this looks like a significant upgrade uh, to the menu system and so this is when they start getting into the customization so i'm just going to kind of read some of the things they say here because there's two things they've added now called aspects and fragments and so they say that each stasis subclass in beyond light will give players the ability to customize abilities like grenades movement modes class abilities and so on in addition we've added new layers of customization in the addition of aspects and fragments so you're going to be able to customize your grenades and your movement modes your jumps and things if you look carefully in these menus your jump has little nodes underneath of it that will allow you to do what they're about to describe it's called aspects is what they talk about first 
An aspect manifests a physical item in the world, such as a crystallized Vex Conflux or a robotic fallen arm, for example. Uh, so it's it's like a physical item you're going to find. You don't actually like physically do anything with it. You slot it because you can see here. Uh, they use an example with the Frost Pulse. So aspects will offer players new abilities among other effects. These abilities can be mixed and matched freely by the player. Many of them will have space for fragments to be slotted in. So you have the aspect and then the fragment can also be slotted into it. Now, they make sure to say that the fragment is... Uh, class agnostic so the fragment will read the benefits here in a moment you'll clearly see that it's something that'll benefit everybody but the um, the aspect is dealing with the actual uh, stasis subclass so we go down here and here's the aspect it says casting your rift generates a shockwave that freezes nearby combatants okay thank you for the $50 tip holy moly fat rabbit you're crazy um, so this is clearly specific to the warlock so the frost pulse is not going to be something that like you're going to see the exact same thing on another class because it's specific to the rift so when this guy puts on the frost pulse rift it gives him that shockwave whenever he puts down the rift and then you notice over here he can add fragments to it down here we get a glimpse of fragments this fragment says defeating frozen targets with weapons grants you super energy and then you lose 10 intellect and then you lose 10 discipline so you're trading you're kind of trading one for the other and i this i think is exactly some of the things we've been looking for uh and it seems to offer i think really really good Uh, adjustments and changes and some good build opportunities it's essentially augmentation to existing abilities or essentially a modification i I like to call it an augment because they're augmenting your rift but then you're also able to put like a mod on the augment that adds this frozen target weapon thing so just to give you an example of how this might look uh that's exciting you could put this on it lowers your intellect and discipline but you could make that back up by using your super really intelligently. You could use the super to cast as many projectiles as you can and freeze everything. And instead of using your big explosion, you could freeze everything, let the super run out, and then destroy everything with a gun. And we'll see what that looks like. Like, how much super energy am I going to get from that? It could be a very, very good use of the super to keep it rolling and keep it kind of filling itself and keeping itself going. Now, the reason this would be a good trade is because you're losing intellect and discipline. Like, you got to play in a particular way. This would create a different form of play style to keep that good super uptime. Instead of what Shards of Galanor and Skull and Orpheus rigs gave you, it was basically like, if you use the super, you get the super back or you get a lot of the super back. This is going to be very, very different because because you would actually have to play in a very intentional and specific way using your super to freeze and then your weapon to destroy is the only way you kind of make up the loss of intellect and there also is a loss of discipline so again it's a, it's a it's a trade it's a form of trade pain um i actually think this is better than just a brand new giant crazy skill tree with a bunch of bubbles i know a lot of us were kind of thinking that might be what we get with stasis i happen to think this is a better road forward which is related to the potential that i want to talk about here at the end of the video first and foremost these augments these fragments and these aspects they could be adding new ones seasonally to spice things up so that way throughout the year you don't get stuck in a rut with your build you're going to want to experiment 
experiment. They come out with a brand new one that does something different, that does something new, and you're going to want to try that out. You're going to shake up your build and move things around. So the seasonal potential here, I think, is really, really great. The other thing that's really, really great is it can give you meaningful builds and choices. I call it trade pain. When you're trading something and you're losing something. Here, yeah, you can get a bunch of super energy by destroying frozen targets, but it's a trade pain. You're losing intellect and discipline. This is when building becomes more specific to the player and their player decisions because you're not just, again, throwing on Skull of the Dire Ahamkara and just getting your super back all the time. You're going to have to play in a particular way in line with the build that you've come up with and I think that makes it more meaningful because do I want to trade the intellect and the discipline well maybe you don't maybe you want to go down another road second I don't think everybody's thinking about this just yet but I think that we should there is a great great structure here for promising updates to the other subclasses instead of having to completely rebuild uh, you know way of a thousand cuts this is augmentation if you go back to some of my other videos about what I would do to the subclasses to make them better I always said let me go to knife trick on way of a thousand cuts and let me drill down in and choose different types of knife trick maybe I can throw it really fast and it heals but it does low damage maybe it's slower but it does huge damage maybe it's middle road and it does damage over time and it burns the target and depending on on how you play and how you set your stats up, you would pick those different augmentations to knife trick. This is right in line with what I always thought they could do with the existing attunements. I think it was probably way too much to ask for for them to create this insane, insane amount of stasis subclass with all these bubbles because then that would necessitate them doing a similar update and expansion and and refresher to all the other subclasses it'll be a lot easier to implement this at a later date and then again those seasonal updates this season we have one new fragment coming out for every single subclass for you to experiment with and try out and we have three new fragments coming out every season they can spice it up throw out some things that we might want to enjoy who knows there could be fragments and and, and aspects on the uh, on the artifact, so it's only there for that season, like oppressive darkness, and then maybe it rolls back in at a later date. Completely rebuilding or building all new stasis classes was just probably out of the question. I think augmentation is the key here. It's more of a deepening. Uh, it's more of an enhancing of what's already there. So I actually think this shows great promise for the other subclasses getting updated. We'll cover the other stasis subclass information as it comes out for both the Hunter and the Titan. If you'd rather watch these live, become a paying member, go to saynotorage.com, click join, or at the very least, it's free if you're here right now to click subscribe and the bell button. Uh, if you'd rather use Patreon, go to sntrpresents.com as always with all of my content I appreciate you listening or watching in the other locations stick around for Q&A or please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Warlock Shadebinder, the new stasis subclass. If you're listening to this on Google Play, Spotify, or iTunes, you can always watch live at saynotorage.com. It'll take you to the YouTube. You can hit subscribe, the bell button. If you'd rather join and become a you know direct supporter with payment, 
You can click the join button on YouTube, become a paying member to take part in these Q&As or VIP call-ins. You can also go to Patreon if you'd rather do that. SNTRpresents.com will take you to the Patreon. So we're going to jump right into the questions here with Polarin says, With the Warlock Stasis and others, specifically they can melee to freeze the targets and just run away allowing for a teammate to clean up in PvP. Sounds quite annoying depending on how long that lasts. Never mind a rift freeze, how long do you think the freeze will be in any way to get out of it? I would probably look to the smoke effect when you hit an, a trash ad with the smoke effect and they're like blinded by it or the blinding effect of the Wendigo. I think that window of time is probably how long they'll stay frozen because some of the perks, especially the one that I have on screen right now, defeating frozen targets with weapons grants you super energy. More than likely, they're not going to want to have them frozen for forever because then it would be really, really easy to feed that stasis fragment. As far as in the crucible and you say, you know, the melee, you got to keep in mind, I think the melee is only when they're in their their super. Now, if they give the shade binder a projectile melee like they have on their solar subclass and that projectile melee can freeze you where you stand... I think that's going to be a huge source of frustration for people because it's really easy to hit people with that solar projectile. It's not that hard at all. I mean, if that's all you got to do is hit them. So I, I am hoping that the proper reading of this is that the melee that freezes is only active when you're in the super itself. And it seems like it reads that way. If you go all the way to the top here to the image, it says, here's the shade binder. This is the subclass, and it points to the staff. It says Penumbral Blast, and it points to the staff. So the melee ability is associated with the staff itself. It's not just like something you can do with your with your hand and then have a really, really good strength build where your melee is replenishing all the time. I think that would be, that would be busted. Um, and then I would say, as far as duration goes, there's kind of already some of that in the game right now with blinding from a Wendigo or the smoke effect for the hunter. It's, it's a decent window of time, but it's not eternal. And so I would expect something very similar with the freezing effect. If they're frozen for forever, um, I think some of this, specifically this build here, the Whisper of Bonds fragment, could get a little busted because... If everything's frozen for forever, I mean, you could basically use your super, freeze a junk ton of enemies, come out of your super, and then shoot them all with your gun, and depending on how much energy you get back, that could be kind of broken. Um, So, the melee ability is to shoot out three frozen shots that freeze enemies, that being an AoE explosion to uh, destroy all of them. Basically, the best subclass to clear ads or maintain control over areas. It Here's something that I'm interested in. These subclasses uh, look like they've got great customization and build potential, but the supers seem to be ad clear oriented. Uh, well, the hunters doesn't. The hunters kind of seems ad clear oriented. He like throws it, and there's like these like whirlwinds of of of, of cold that go out. Um, it it just I don't know. It seems like they're 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 primarily about ad control. So it's, I don't know if that's going to get a lot of draw in the end game. The build potential might, but then you're going to be sacrificing and having kind of like maybe a lame super. I don't know. Lightning Blitz says, There were previous videos where the Warlock froze some enemies with that melee and not in super. I think the super is a one and done thing, not a roaming. No, it's a roaming. It's a roaming. You, you got it wrong, homie. We watched the footage. 
he's roaming around with that staff and shooting and going like this and then he goes up with it to destroy everything I'm 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 confident you got that 100% wrong. I don't think I've ever seen a video of the warlock just bringing up his hand and freezing people. It's a roaming super. I I I'm I'm confident this is a roaming super. Um I don't know the shade binder can summon a stasis staff that fires projectiles which can freeze opponents immediately rendering them immobile the penumbral blast melee attack is a quick burst of stasis energy that erupts from the staff and instantly freezes anyone it hits from there the warlock can either deal with the frozen foes or leave them to be and move on to other immediate threats oh you might be right hang on look at this down here if you're looking to combine the destruction, look no further than the Shadebinder's super, Winter's Wrath. Here, the Shadebinder summons their staff and fires projectiles that... No, right... What? No, it's right here. The staff fires projectiles that instantly freeze opponents, and the second stage begins when the Guardian raises their staff. So you're wrong in that respect. It is a roaming super. This is describing a roaming super. So you can summon the staff and fire the projectiles, and then you can do the second stage and raise it. But up here, it says the shade binder can summon a stasis staff that fires a projectile that can freeze opponents, immediately removing them immobile. The penumbral blast melee attack is a quick burst of stasis energy that erupts from the staff and instantly freezes anyone it hits. So it sounds like you get both. You get a melee ability that does that, and you get the super that does it as a roaming super. Um, so I guess we were kind of both wrong. Like, it is a roaming super, but I was wrong. It is described here as a melee ability. It's kind of confusing how they outline this, because Penumbral Blast is, is basically the same thing that the super does. It's like you can do the super's melee attack as a melee ability. Um, you can see the melee has one projectile, the super has three. Okay, so maybe it's harder to land the single projectile. Maybe it's more difficult to do that. Um, all of those seems to add more variety and options. We would just hope that it's not really easy to land that melee in Crucible, because right now the solar projectile, it's really easy to hit people with it. Um, Bungie says it's not ice. Name of the super, Winter's Wrath. Well, winter's not synonymous with ice, it's synonymous with cold. Winter as a season is more about the drop in temperature, which is what freezing does. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cold, it's a freezing thing. They use the words frozen and freeze, but winter's not automatically synonymous with, with water and ice and snow. You're being very pedantic with that explanation? What? Come on! No, I'm not! Winter is not synonymous with water and ice. It's not! If you don't think about snow and ice and you think about winter, that's a bit silly. Okay. Answer me this, then. In some places, their winter season, there is no snow. In some places, their fall season, there's no there's no leaves falling. They're autumn or whatever. Because of the, because of the area of the world that they live in. Winter is not about ice and snow. It's about a drop in temperature. It's the coldest time of the year for that wherever you live. Your winter season in Florida ain't the same as a winter season in Maine. They're different. I live in Florida. I have no snow. It's a drop in temperature. Come on. 
I'm not being pedant- pedantic or whatever the word is. <laughs> I'm not. It's true. Shallow and pedantic. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> whatever. Listen, listen. I'm, I don't care. I don't care. I just think they're trying to say that it's not about water and ice. It's an elemental effect of temperature drop crystals and freezing. Um, so... Anyway, anyway, (laughs) I think it ultimately comes down to, is that melee ability really, really easy to use? You know, is it easy to use? If it's easy to use, it's going to be really, really tough to not have a crazy strength build for, 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 for PVP where you're constantly freezing people, you know? (laughs) You know, what's funny too, is I think like a long time ago, you know, two and a half years of therapy. I've, I've, I'm able to take stuff like that in stride. I think like a couple of years ago, I would have gotten really angry at somebody saying I was being pedantic. You know, <laughs> I would have gotten angry instead of like laughing about it and 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 turn it into a, just a fun moment. You know, <laughs> I used to get ticked about stuff like that. All right, Avenger with the next question. Fragments and aspects are a great addition to the game. Do you think trying uh, tying these to endgame content would be the right move? I've gotten some pushback saying that hiding core gameplay behind gameplay might be bad. Well, I, th- I think there's always a problem with this as a suggestion because when I think of like Borderlands or I think of Diablo or any game I've played where there's cool abilities I can set my sights on, putting that behind a barrier like putting it only in the end game or something i i don't really know what you're aiming you're 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 aiming to achieve with doing that you know it it should be enjoyable by all however it should be customizable and optimizable for a hardcore player that goes into an area you know of the game where they come up with creative solutions this is why I think difficulty spectrum is a better system for us to live in instead of feeling like you have to hide, you know, elements or you're saying tying it to end game content. I mean, if, if you're talking about like, I got to go into end game to unlock it, or it only really shows up in the end game or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think that becomes problematic. If you guys are getting any kind of frame drops, I apologize. We're having we're having some bitrate fluctuations, but it usually stabilizes pretty quickly. Just let people in chat know to refresh if it gets super glitchy for them. Um, you know, the any anytime anytime you you take something and you put it out of reach or make it inaccessible, you have to answer the question: Why are you doing that? Right? I mean that you can get aspects or fragments from dungeons or raids. Oh. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet, Avenger. I think I'd be okay with that. If there were aspects or fragments that only dropped in the raid, you know, I'd be okay with that. Uh, I would be okay with aspects or fragments that only drop in Grandmaster Nightfall. Um, especially if they're specific to the raid or the dungeon or trials or something. I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential there. You gotta be careful. I mean, if you make aspects and fragments junk and the only ones worth getting are in the raid or a dungeon or something, that might be a little bit too... Uh, you know, too exclusive, but I think you could put one or two in there. You know, I think you could definitely say, "Oh, this, 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 this section or this thing is only available in here." I mean, we've been asking for this for a long time. We want intrinsic perks on the raid armor. We want intrinsic perks on the raid guns. Make them the best in the raid. We want better gear in the raid. 
we want better everything you know in the raid not necessarily all the best of the best best in class everything else in the game is junk but i think there's room for this suggestion 100 percent um aren't the fragments physical pickups that you find not drops yeah that could be a thing though right like you you have to go and find them and maybe there's like secrets or hiddens you know hidden rooms or something uh in the raid and then you can go and use you you can go and get it um so there there you know there there could be uh there could be elements of that in raids and dungeons and stuff uh and even in grandmaster nightfalls um you know you're saying oh it's a, it's a, it's an object that you pick up or whatever uh but you obviously pick it up and then you slot it in they they have like there's literal items here in these pictures that they're that they're they're fiddling with uh that seems to be uh the way they're structuring it so I, uh, some people are pushing back saying that they are losing gameplay elements if they don't do raids and game content and they don't like that yeah but th- that that's true no matter what you know Avenger if you never go into a raid or a dungeon yeah you are missing out on gameplay elements you're not playing you're not playing some of the best PvE content in the game I know that's subjective but like even if it's not some of the best you're not you're not playing some of the newest some of the freshest content in the game if you never go into the prophecy dungeon you're missing out on content you're choosing to miss out on content if a result of you never going into a dungeon or a raid is that you also miss out on fragments aspects gun armor whatever y- yep uh-huh that's exactly how it works if you don't run the prophecy dungeon right now you will never get a piece of that dido armor set it's not possible it's where it is it's where it hangs out. So it it necessitates it it's it's the nature of content avoidance. The nature of content avoidance is less content. You're not engaging with as much content. You can't get the loot from that content. That's just that's how it is. You know, and if people don't like that, I don't I don't know really what you would expect Bungie to do. They can't legislate every piece of the game to fit every player's habits and play styles and abilities if you try to appeal every piece of content to everyone you end up appealing to no one because you would muddy and water down your end game it wouldn't be aspirational anymore so that the sheer fact that a game like this has difficulty spectrum and power then as soon as that exists you have content and drops that you might not be able to get you may never get that thing or that item or that currency or whatever. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I, I think I think people always look at this upside down. The game is already structured in that way. Uh, no, no, no. Nobody was saying Darksider to make people do the raid to get their subclass fully unlocked. These are augments. The fragments and the and the and the aspects are augments. They're basically mods. And so Avenger was suggesting to put it in to put some of those mods in the raid. Keep the elements out of the endgame. Let endgame test your skills and see what you've learned. Yeah, but that's not what we've been asking for since the Destiny 2 vanilla launched. I have never once said, give me an endgame that really tests what I've learned. I've said, no, give me an endgame that has dope stuff in it. I don't give two craps about proving myself in a raid. I don't give a crap about that. I've run thousands of raids. Who gives a rip? Put dope loot in there. Like, seriously. No one feels like they're proving anything on their fifth or sixth or seventh run of a raid. You got it. You know it. You got a build. You got a team. And you just run it. We want dope loot in there. 
And if part of putting dope loot in the raid is that they have a raid fragment and a raid aspect to add a little extra punch and a little extra loot to the pool, I'm totally okay with that. That's how it should be. Nobody should ever look at a loot pursuit game and cry foul because the game, the company make puts good stuff in the end game. You're never going to approach any game like that. Aw, well, that's ridiculous. I want all that really unique gear in Diablo, but I, it should just drop in the campaign. Shut up. What are you talking about? That's not how the game's designed. If you want that dope stuff to drop, get in the end game, run the rifts, level your character up, and go grind for it. Go where the loot is. Nobody approaches any loot-based game and makes this type of argumentation because it's stupid. It's just, I don't want to be mean, that might sound mean, but it's a stupid way of arguing. As soon as you apply the logic to any, any other game, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're going to go to Diablo or Borderlands or Division and say, the really dope stuff, the really pretty color stuff, I, I don't, I, I want that just to drop down here. Why? That's not the way they built the game. There's rifts, there's endgame, there's world tiers, there's grind. You see what I'm saying? There's all this stuff you got to do if you want to get the dope loot. And if Destiny sets up a similar structure to where there's dope guns, armor, and some aspects and fragments that are only in the raid, then suck it up, buttercup. That's where the loot is. You cannot ever approach games like this and insist on every piece of loot being accessible everywhere. It breaks the game down. It doesn't it doesn't allow the game to function as it's designed. These games are not designed to put everything at the bottom rung. As soon as you do that, you invalidate all the upper rungs. Why do you think people AFK forged, uh, AFK farmed forges and ran the lowest level nightmare hunts? Why? Because the, the umbrals drop there faster than everywhere else. So it invalidated contact as a public event, as a, as a, as a seasonal event for grinding for umbrals. It, it completely invalidates the entire game structure if you do that. Why run a nightfall? Why run a strike? Why run a dungeon? Why run anything if everything's accessible everywhere? It's an illogical and untenable position. It's not tenable. It's not a maintainable position. It's eventually you run out of railroad and hit a wall and you've ruined the game. It's it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. There's no game in existence that would apply this this type of, of, of reasoning. And it's why I was so angry at the at the clan engrams when D2 dropped. You could get raid gear and never run the raid. It was so dumb. It's completely invalidating of the entire game structure. I'm not even arguing as a gatekeeper, like, oh, you that's a slap in my face. It's such a disrespect of me as a player. I'm not even making that emotional argument. I'm, I'm saying logically, the game structure and, 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 and systems break down if you take upper echelon environments and don't give them anything that actually lines up with where they land in the game. It break it completely destroys incentive. You're saying there could be specific types of fragments that can only be found from a raid dungeon or trials that can affect the abilities and how they interact. And if someone doesn't, right, if you don't go there, you don't get them. You know? Maybe. What if they did something like this? Think of it this way. What if there is an adept version? You see this whisper of bonds? Defeating frozen targets with weapons grants you super energy. What if I can get a depth version of that to drop in the raid and it's negative five intellect, negative five discipline? 
So it's a minor difference. It's a slight difference. It hits my stats a little bit lighter, doesn't hit my stats as hard, and it's slightly better. I think an end game player who's min maxing their build and really trying to come up with a dope, a dope, you know, stasis build would probably find that to be like, oh yeah, mine's a little bit better than yours. It's not game breaking. We're talking about, you know, five stats on each of difference, but it might be just enough to make them feel like they got a slightly better reward for their time, their commitment, their investment. I see PvE players complain more about going into PvP than I see PvP players complaining about going into PvE. I, yeah, I well, I think there's a reason for that, though, Clickfire. There's a big difference between asking a PvE player to go into PvP where all of a sudden their lack of skill becomes very apparent. Your average PvP player can go into PvE and not be like, well, this isn't my playground. I suck over here. There's a big difference. Like... I, if you're good, if you're even decent at PvP, you're going to go over into the PvE environment like, oh, this isn't so bad. If you're a PvE player and you don't really have the chops for the Crucible, going over there is way more painful for you. So it's a lot. It's a lot more painful. Um, and I think I think Bungie's probably trying to consider that. They did say the pursuit weapons going forward, you can earn them in either side of the game. Hopefully they stop making people go into sides of the game they're not interested in. I don't think there's anything gained by that. Now, true, if the PvP players like that raid gun's hot, I want it. Yeah, you gotta go into the raid. But again, that's different. Same rule applies to me. If I want to get that trials gun, I gotta go into trials. You know, it's I, I think that's fair. I just know I was a PvE player that started playing Trials uh, every week, and now I'm better at PvP. Some people see the Crucible as an opportunity to grow and learn. Some people see it as a headache. It just depends on the, t- the person, to be quite honest. If you're new to the stream, we've had a, we've had another really big turnout and a lot of momentum today. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is sort of a, a unique style of content. It's like a live podcast where we do Q&A discussions back and forth. There is minimal gameplay in the mornings. It's more about the discussion. It's safe for work. I'm, you know, I don't swear and go crazy here, so you can kind of have me on around other people. If you're enjoying your time here, please click subscribe and the bell button. That helps me out. A lot of people don't use YouTube for live streams, so you lose subscribers when you live stream. They're like, I don't want that. So help that subscriber count uh, bounce back and press the like button. We love to see a good like ratio. Thank you for being here. It's free to click subscribe and the bell button. It's totally free. It's also free to click the like button. You guys just tipped us over to 500 likes. Thank you so much for doing that. If you want to become a paying member and get the badge and the emotes and we have perks in Discord, we're doing watch parties every night. Uh, you can become a join a member by clicking join if you'd like to do that. Thank you to everybody who is uh, a paying member. Uh, I appreciate it so, so much. Next question. Fragments and aspects seem like catalysts for abilities, but also take stats into account for builds. What will the in-depth customization of control classes overshadow the raw power of our current ones? That remains to be seen. I think this question gets at the heart of what we were talking about just a moment ago, that the augmentation, the customization, all of that seems dope, but... The, the supers seem very ad control oriented and we all know that in the end game nobody really cares about using a super for ad control because ad control supers suck in the end game they feel weak whether you're using tickle fingers or hammers uh, or, bl- or or, or um, a spectral blade or nova warp they don't feel like they're very good in the end game they feel weak the only one that's reasonable I think in end game that, that some people use is uh, is the arc staff outside of that most roaming ad control supers 
tend to get shelved the minute you get in the end game. So the, the question here is, is the augmentation, customization, and kind of the build crafting that's coming to this subclass, will it be enough to make up for the fact that the super might not really be suited uh, for end game? Personally, this is something that I've been saying for a very long time. Well, not a long time. I think for the last couple of weeks, I think all roaming supers need a significant buff in the end game, um, because the tether bubble and well are just automatically efficacious and they feel like they're doing something because they buff your weapons or they debuff the enemy or they slow the enemy and a roaming super feels like you're throwing nerf footballs like they don't feel strong enough it's kind of like right now when your sparrow gets shot in pve environments like they've never really scaled the sparrow's health properly your sparrow is just like a it's like you're riding on a, a stick of dynamite that gets like tapped and blows up um so there really aren't ad control. The closest to ad control is tethers. Well, yeah, because again, they're just not strong enough. So I don't know. I feel like all ad control roaming supers should get a buff in the end game. Like I said, exotic primary should get a buff in the end game. So they actually take on a role of ad control because then your legendary primary would suddenly feel like, yeah, the exotic primary is better. I think they need to consider some of that. Um, just use always on time. It has like five times the health uh, HP of normal sparrows. I don't have that one. I still haven't gotten it. Uh, Chalk Doctor. As a warlock main, it's going to be really difficult uh, to rip me away from my devour build that I love so much. What do you think Bungie could do to put in the new subclass that would justify me giving up almost infinite gr- grenades and health? Well, I think it's going to have maybe, maybe an armor 2.0 effect here. You automatically shifted away from old armor because armor 2.0 had a level of customization we had never seen before. This level of customization with augmentation, with I'm calling it augmentation, with these fragments and these aspects, I think this will naturally pull you away from Devour, at the very least, to fiddle around with it and test it out. You start getting some things that drop in the world and start kind of like giving you ideas about some builds you want to come up with. I I think you're I think you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a position where you are going to want to try it out. Um, they don't need to go into deep detail just yet about every single aspect, every single fragment. I think what they've outlined here is enough of what I'm calling an armor 2.0 effect. So you feel this blandness if with the old supers and you feel this, this newness, this new car smell This all there's potentially things I can do with this. I, I don't know. I think this is going to pull your attention away. Now, I think the bigger question is, are they going to become too popular? And will no one, will you be the unlucky one that has to run Well of Radiance in the endgame uh, content? So one of the reasons I think they went this route with augmentation is they can do this to the other subclasses over time to make everything feel um, not homogenized, but unified. Like the other subclasses need this treatment, which is why I think they're going the route of augmentation modification because this is easier to slap on to an existing subclass. There's a line in the TWAB that hints that hunters are getting blink. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> they could add more aspects in the upcoming... Uh, I think you meant to put upcoming seasons. Yeah, I said that in my video. I think one of the reasons I think there's a lot of potential here is they can seasonally freshen things up a bit, uh, whether it's on the, fra- the the artifact or they just add them to the world pool so they're just dropping. Um, every, you know, every season they could, you know, give you a little bit of a, boom, you know, Hey, there's new stuff. Um, if they go through, 
the entire game and give all the subclasses this treatment, then every season there's a lot of potential for fragments and aspects to get added uh, to keep things fresh. Like, hey, every subclass just got one new fragment and one new aspect to try out. You know, that, that's actually a lot. Um, so, Sensory Fern. How will these abilities be useful against powerful enemies? It seems doubtful that you will be able to shatter champions or bosses. Well, they haven't said. I mean, I, we, I don't know. I, y- you can blind some pretty strong enemies with Wendigo. I, I can blind some pretty big enemies. I can't blind a boss, but I mean, it. it I can go pretty high up the, uh, the enemy hierarchy and blind. So I would assume you can go pretty high up the hierarchy and freeze. Now, maybe the duration of freeze is lower. Um, you know, maybe the, maybe it's lower, but it uh, they haven't really said. So this kind of touches on a previous question. Will these supers land... I'm sorry, will these supers and subclasses land in the end game? Or are they just going to be kind of fun, boom, pow in the low game? And then you you go into the end game and you're like, this just sucks up here. It's not worth using. That all remains to be seen. We don't know what kind of aspects and fragments are in the game. Are there going to be some that allow you to debuff an enemy? Uh, that's that's going to give you damage motivation for bosses. So you're, maybe your super is kind of chintzy, but now you can, you know, you can... Uh, you can debuff the boss like oppressive darkness became really popular for that reason again thank you everybody for being here more and more new people rolling in all I ask you to do is click subscribe and the bell button that's free it's like following the channel Monday through Friday I'm here doing this interactive podcast style stream with the community so thank you so much for being here Uh, Darksider says Guildmates got a strong D1 vibe from the UI and the look of stasis do you think Bungie is using year 3 and year 4 to slowly remove the Destiny 2 uh, all of Activision's decisions that they had to make. I don't know where you're getting the D1 vibe. I don't get a D1 vibe at all. I mean, I get, I definitely get a renewal vibe. Like, they're definitely renewing and refreshing stuff. Um, and yeah, I feel like they're just going to slowly eradicate any fingerprint of vanilla that is present. I mean, I think going... If, if, if by the Witch Queen they've gone through and updated every single subclass you know i could see them going through in year four and in the winter spring and summer that's three seasons being like all right this season one sub one you know uh all of the the all of the void classes are getting this treatment all of the arc all of the solar they got three seasons before witch queen to do that that's one element each time they give it this treatment they could do it all in witch queen maybe that could be their big push for witch queen um if they're not going to do another subclass, I happen to think we're going to get a new dark subclass every year so that when we get the Lightfall, we have three dark subclasses. I think that's a pretty good potential. If we don't get that, then a big selling point could be, hey, in Witch Queen, we've given we've given all of the supers and subclasses in the game the, uh, the aspect and fragment treatment. You're going to love all these new combinations and updates that we've come up with. Uh, we've removed Well of Radiance from the game. I'm just kidding. Um... So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they decide to do with that. But I don't, I don't get the impression that they're like, this is like a D one vibe, um, or, uh, or like, oh, they're trying to really remove the, you know, the Activision influence. It doesn't feel like that to me. I'm not really, I'm not really picking that up if they're, if they're putting that down. So 
Nagi with the next question. In D1, you could customize your subclass as well, but oh, maybe that's what Darksider means about customizing your subclass, bringing back that D1 vibe. In that respect, yes, I could see them trying to remove that influence, Darksider, if that's what you meant. They're wanting to remove that accessible casualification influence over the building of your your subclass. And that might have been what you meant. Um... But Nagi is noting that in D1, basically everybody had the same setup. Do you think that this could be the case with the new stasis subclasses? How could they prevent that? I think they gave us a great, great example of something that not everybody's going to want to run, and it's right on the screen, the Whisper of Bonds. I think this is such a great example to give us. If you defeat frozen targets with weapons, it grants you super energy, but you lose 10 intellect and 10 discipline. A lot of people are going to look at that and say, no thanks. I don't want to jack up my intellect and discipline. Those are really valuable. I like those stats where they are. I don't really care about that. Now, somebody else might look at that and be like, no way, dude. I'm going to intentionally build out, spec out with abilities, grenades, guns. I'm going to be freezing and destroying everything. I'm going to have really good super uptime, even though I'm hurting my intellect. So... I call it trade pain. The fact that they've already shown us that there will be trade pain where you're you're losing something in order to gain something, I think will naturally have people creating varied builds. A good example that's already in the game that you can kind of see this in effect is the uh the heavy ammo finisher not a lot of people want to drain half their super to get a heavy brick but in some circumstances and in some places and in some builds people enjoy doing that I don't see everybody running around with heavy ammo finisher on I don't I see very few people running it and it doesn't really have a lot of legs in the end game because you kind of need your super but people certainly run it People certainly give it a whirl. I ran it in Sundial and I loved it because I didn't really need my super in Sundial. Um, you know, I wish we had it. They removed it. I thought it came back this season. It, I thought it was. I thought it was literally in this season. Um, in any case. I'm just using that as an example that not everybody uses it. The minute you have trade pain in the build, it becomes less common as a default choice, right? Um, Now it does only to you. It always did only to you. When they initially announced that it was going to be for the entire team, but before Shadowkeep launched, they announced that they were drawing it back and saying it's only for you. It's never generated heavy for the team. They announced that it would generate heavy for the team. I came up with a build that was going to be crazy and started talking about my Genji Jolly Rancher, and then they announced before Shadowkeep came out that it would only be a brick for yourself. I don't know if someone was watching my stream and like went back to headquarters and was like, you guys realize this is going to be absolutely broken, right? Like one player sacrifices half their super, everybody gets heavy, and then that player can just keep running like a hands-on build was what I was going to run. A hands-on build, Genji build, where I'm just like melee killing everybody with knife trick, getting my super, creating heavy, and just doing it all over again. I think they knew that was going to break encounters. Um, I'm not saying it's my fault. I'm just saying I wasn't the only one talking about how crazy that would be as a power to be able to literally make ammo for the team. Um, so I was using that as an example. I think we can look at whisper of bonds on the screen, on the screen right now and say that losing intellect and discipline for a, for a purpose is only going to land on a certain type of player. 
And listen, somebody might think that this sounds awesome and they try it and they don't lean into the playstyle differences and they're like, I don't like it and they take it off. You may lean into the playstyle adjustment and you freaking love it and you have great super uptime. It's just going to really, really depend on the content. What's the seasonal content look like? You know, how effective do some of these builds land in a dungeon or a nightfall or something? And then that's where you're going to see a lot of the differences start to take shape. Again, my primary concern is that these will these will land and be fun in the low game but they won't land in the end game with a with a significant amount of strength i think that they might land in the low game more often uh than the end game zeta nagi asked about using the same loadout i'd like to counter from what we've seen what would you make uh you think would be the case most of the stuff shown looks like preferential type stuff as most of it's ad clear focused right I mean this is a good point to add to the discussion even the thing I have on the screen right now defeating frozen enemies that are you know get you super energy well that's that's ad clear focused right this is also ad control ad clear focus casting your rift generates a shockwave that freezes nearby combatants so neither of these seem focused on damage debuff or, or boss anything um, so this is a good observation that there's a potential there's a potential ad clear theme uh, emerging here. So again, I think this just goes hand in hand with my primary concern. My primary concern is that no one's going to want to take this kind of thing into the end game because it's just far too focused on it's far too focused on just clearing ads and listen clearing ads is not hard it just isn't hard it, it, it's it's never i don't go into any content raid dungeon uh, other than a grandmaster nightfall if you if you go into grandmasters clearing ads is kind of tough um i've watched the videos you've never played one i've watched the videos clearing ads is tough in grandmaster because they take so long to kill outside of that but then again the stuff that's built for ad clear doesn't really work for ad clear in a grandmaster because of the delta so like it kind of breaks down um you know so we'll see we'll see they're only showing us the tip of the iceberg here we don't know how many fragments and aspects there are and what kind of combinations might emerge table uh says my main concern with stasis is the loss of control uh, concepts I keep seeing specifically in PvP. In my opinion I dislike loss of control of character mechanics. If this is the design direction they want to go for stasis, I worry there will be ramifications for the balance PvP thoughts. You were you were right on target until you said balance in PvP. It's not about balance. It's about rhythm. If play flow rhythm is too often disrupted by stasis in the crucible, it's not about weapon balance. It's not about a balanced sandbox. It's about play flow rhythm just getting completely disrupted. Uh, it's why I don't like Gambit. It's 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 there's too much play flow disruption. Leave me the frick alone, right? If you're shooting and they're shooting and they win the gunfight, that didn't nothing was disrupted there. There was no play flow disrupted. It was a shootout that you lost or you got team shot. And you're like, ah, you know, he came somebody came and helped him, right? If I'm trying to hold a point or move to a position or walk through a door and I keep getting frozen, slowed, blocked, stopped, that is play flow disrupting. Your what you're wanting to do is being stopped 
by another player. This is why I don't think Gambit will ever be a main a main draw in the game. It will always be a minority. People like it, people enjoy it. Great. But the main reason it'll never take center stage of another DLC or season, it'll never take center stage as far as you know player draw every day is because there's just too much play flow disruption and to bring that level of play flow disruption to crucible with ice and grenades and melees that could be built to replenish very very quickly it could become a problem yes um it could become an issue and that would be i think a a valid concern i think we've uttered this concern a lot so i don't want to beat the dead horse we're going to have to see how easy some of these freezing effects are and then that affects how often it happens the frequency is really the issue if once or twice a game you get frozen whatever it's like once or twice a game getting killed by heavy you're like ah frick heavy right but if it, if the if the frequency is excessive and the and the crucible doesn't feel like the crucible anymore that's when i think people will rightfully say this is too much Clickfire. Could Stasis benefit from an Armor 2.0 approach where we got new mods every season giving us more options and builds? We've already touched on this. Sorry, Clickfire. Your, your question's a bit of a repeat of an issue we've, we've already kind of gone over. Uh, yes, a seasonal, hey, we got some new fragments and aspects is I think a really, really great potential that could come from this. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're all thinking it because that makes it more likely that Bungie's thinking it. Rain the Dark. With the emphasis on crowd control, do you see Stasis being reliable in endgame content? Um, this is another one I think we've really, really baked this cake already today. We don't know. It does seem ad control, ad control built. Um, we'll have to see. We'll also have to see if Bungie decides to make some changes in the endgame with respect to maybe buffing roaming supers, maybe buffing exotics or primaries so they don't feel like literal trash. Like, they could do that to where you, you know, some of this stuff doesn't feel so out of place in the end game. The end game seems, you know, feels a little lopsided right now. Um, so, uh, whoops, whoops, whoops. Nova hands with the next question. Do you think stasis gives us an indication of other subclass refreshes possibly coming down the line? Could we see more magic style elements added to the games? I mean, I don't know about the second part of your question. I, I, I would hope so, but I think we've already touched on this. Yes, I think the way they're going about this as an augmentation, as a modification, and it is going to enable them to replicate this on the other subclasses a lot easier. If they just would have built like a ridiculously giant skill tree with all these with all these bubbles to choose from i think that would have been harder to bring to like if you think about it they have to bring that to what is it it's 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 nine attunements per character and so i mean that's three characters nine attunements do you at 27 i mean i don't know I, the real question would have been what if they would have just turned your solar subclass into its own subclass where you could choose between the three supers but then there'd be all these different bubbles to choose that's a question i don't think we've really considered is that each elemental subclass has two supers so what's that going to look like when they do this to it i i i think we can safely say that by the time witch queen rolls around this treatment will make its way to the other subclasses but in what way like what are they going to do with the fact that your solar hunter is both a is both two versions of goldie gun and 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 blade barrage what are you going to do with that what i think they'll likely do 
is they'll do this treatment with abilities, aspects, and fragments, and then over here you'll just pick between uh, the three, su- the, the, the two soup, the, the three supers. They might even just get rid of the third. It might just be like Goldie or Blade, and then they'll let you build into what the old old version of Top Tree Bottom Tree Blade was, if you want. Like that would be probably on this screen somewhere. That's what I would think that they would do is like they would bring abilities, aspects, fragments, bam, slap that. And then over here where the big diamond is, you would just be like, do you want, you know, do you want code of the missile or do you want Titan slam or do you want bottom tree Titan slam? And so you pick your super, but it has no effect on the, uh, it has no effect on the abilities, fragments and the aspects. I think that's why they went this way. I think they said, look, whatever you do with stasis, we got to be able to bring it to the other subclasses and contextualize it easily, or it's going to be a nightmare. And that's that. this is why people are like, oh, you're just, just, they're just mods. They're just mods. Well, we've not seen them all, and I, I actually think that's probably a better system. Necro. Hunters have icicles. Titans have uh, Frostborn gauntlets. Uh, for the League of Legends fans, and Warlocks have a staff of ice. Is ice is stasis ice? Well, this is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek question, because somebody from Bungie said it's not actually ice, it's an elemental power that freezes and brings cold. Um, you know, so, I, you know, obviously you're being kind of silly with this question. Uh, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care about the lore behind it. It looks cool. You know, none of the crystals really look like ice anyway. There's almost like a purplish, bluish hue to everything. It doesn't really look like what you would con- you know, consider traditional ice. As a, Whenever there's a, an artistic representation of ice, it typically doesn't really look like this. So... Uh, again, if you're new, thanks for being here. Lots of people coming in and out. Remember to click subscribe and the bell button. We do this type of interactive podcast style content Monday through Friday, and I am safe for work. So if you like listening to this kind of stuff during the day, throw me a sub and, uh, and a bell button. That's free. So thank you guys for being here. And thank you everybody who pushed the like button. We got a great like uh, ratio today. Mr. Han Brolo says, do you think another reason for other subclasses are not getting revamped, uh, aside from bandwidth, is that the new skill tree customization will provide supplementary builds to current classes, e.g. stasis bubbles, healing circles, and such through the fragments and the aspects. Now, this is a really good observation because this might be why, this might be why we saw, uh, we saw that, um, what was it? It was like the dark shadow that was around the the guy that was in a solar subclass. It almost looked like there was like a darkness around them. It is possible that some of these aspects do do things, uh, you know, to what's already there. Because um, here it says aspects will offer players new abilities. These abilities can be mixed and matched freely. Many aspects will have space for fragments to be slotted. Fragments are also physical items you can discover in the world that when applied to aspects offer additional passive perks such as stat bonuses that may come with penalties. Aspect upgrades are unique to each stasis subclass while fragment slots are agnostic. Well, I don't know. It sounds like the aspect stuff is only uh, for the stasis subclass. The fragment, which is this thing here, defeating frozen targets gets you the super energy. Well, I don't have to run stasis to get that. You could be freezing everything. I could be mowing everything down and getting really good super uptime on my tether. So the fragments have nothing to do with stasis, but it sounds like the one up here that adds the freeze to my rift, I have to be on stasis in order to use that. Um, 
also we're, we're, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna add the aspects of the fragments menu uh to, well that kind of makes it sound like it will be in all of the menus then right am I reading this right it says fragment slots are class agnostic oh that I'm sorry no it's not gonna deal with the other subclasses it's class agnostic meaning that a titan hunter or warlock can use whisper of bonds but it's still listed right here as a stasis fragment it's a stasis fragment so you're not gonna be able to have whisper of bonds equipped and but be on tether so i had that wrong sorry it's a lot of information to keep clear in your brain so no this stuff is only going to be active when you're on stasis again i think this is why they're they're doing it in this way Morty, uh, I mean, more do you think everything will be folded into stasis darkness and we won't really be seeing revamps of the other classes, more just folding in, considering the darkness golden gun? I honestly don't know. I don't know, Greg. I don't. They could just be changing things in the game visually, and that was just something that we, we saw, and it has nothing to do with it, you know? Mr. Frugal, you have to put the exclamation point before the word question to proc the command. You can't put it after. Ashen Hollow. Bitter and burnout ash here. Stasis sounds great, but do you foresee Bungie saying you can't freeze majors and bosses because it'd make the class OP? I'm fairly certain we already have gameplay of a major captain getting frozen, so uh, listen. I do not expect to strut into a strike and freeze the boss solid, right? I don't think so. Um, I, I really, really don't. Uh, Frug- Mr. Frugal might be on a delay on stream. Can somebody help him out in the chat and tell him how to use the command? He's getting frustrated and he's just he's just not typing it properly. Uh, somebody in YouTube chat. Um, so, I think you're going to be able to freeze everything except for a boss, Ashen. And I think that that's fair. Captain can be red bars. No, 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 Ashen, you see his health bar. I'm fairly certain we saw footage of a major getting frozen and then busted. And I was like, well, I mean, majors show up in the public space. It could be, you know, it could be a major. The Titan uh, froze a Hydra. A Hydra can also be a red bar. I do not expect to strut into a strike boss room and like throw a grenade or whatever and have the boss be like good and like just sit there. I don't know. I don't think so. If they let us freeze bosses, I would imagine it being a really short duration um, just so you can feel cool. It wouldn't really do much. I don't know. It would. Th- there has to be a limit. There has to be a limit on what you can actually do. You can't blind a raid boss with Wendigo, right? I can't blind a strike boss with Wendigo. Clunk, haha, he can't see us. And we're like running around the boss like da da da. Like they have to limit, they have to limit smoke and blinding and uh, and in this case, freezing. I, I don't think you can put that kind of a immobilizing status effect on a boss. But majors, sure. Mini bosses, eh, we'll see. We'll see. A lot of the mini bosses and champions ignore Wendigo blinding effect. So I'm not sure what that what that means for Stasis. Wendigo is a weapon, Stasis is abilities, so maybe they'll give Stasis a little bit more punch. Uh, Mark Jr. Do you uh, think that this format's a bit simplistic? And also, do you think that Bungie is making a mistake by not redesigning the other subclasses? 
No, I don't. I think that it would have been a mistake to do all of them. It would have been muddied. It would have been hard to understand. I think they get a little bit more capital and a little bit more punch out of those value and quality updates if they space them out because then they can be the pure focus of a blog or a video later on. Like, here's what we're doing to solar subclasses and we're like, oh, cool. Blah. And then like the value update is clear is clearly seen. Um you know, if, if they did it all at once, you might not really deduce how much value you got because it's just, it's too much. It's almost overwhelming. You'd be like, well, I'm really focusing on stasis, but wow, they made all these changes over here too. It can almost overwhelm you to the point that you don't really grasp how much you actually got. Um, and I'll give you an analogy. Whenever, you know, there was a, there was a Christmas one year where the stream sent a, a stupid amount of stuff to my kid. Uh, my daughter. We didn't have both my kids yet. It was just my daughter. And she was opening so many presents that it got absurd. It was like, by the time she got to the eighth present, she's forgotten about presents one, two, and three. You see? It's like, you can deliver so much. You can give somebody so many things that they just like... You see this on Christmas with really, really spoiled kids. You know, they open 15 things, and then they forget about the toy they thought was so exciting, you know, with with the first thing they open. In In a similar vein here... Um, in a similar way, if they give us every subclass and stasis and this and that and blah, you might be like, oh, this is great. And then a month later, you're just like, uh, you know, you're not paying attention to the other subclasses. You don't really see the value, but if they can space it out and do a trailer and do a blog and be like, this is what you're getting. This is what we're adding. You know, I think when you do it that way, we get more value transmission and, and we also get to just focus on stasis when stasis gets delivered. There's a part of me that wouldn't want it to be that way. Mr. Frugal, you just can't help yourself. He put a period after the word question. Holy moly, this guy's struggling. Um, <laughs> just can't get that command right. Unholy taco side. Why do you think Bungie is making stasis seem so much like ice when typically in movies and other games, dead space for reference, stasis is like a force field used to slow or stun things. Uh, They even mention it's not ice. Uh, Everything around it uh, is named after ice. I don't have an answer for you, brother. I really, truly don't know. Um, um, (laughs) Bradley got you. Uh, (laughs) Bradley got you. I think that one will (laughs) work. Bradley's leaning in to help out Mr. Frugal. There we go. The question got submitted. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you, Unholy. I have no idea. They probably just thought, uh, you know, it's easier to sell something that's icy, it's cold. We're going to Europa. It's probably, you know, driven a little bit by the thematic, you know, the thematic nature of the planet and, you know, the enemies they want to put there, you know, so... LL Brood. I still think that I'm never going to use a super if it's not going to use uh use a super if it's not going to use the subclass in hard game con- end game content. It seems cool and all, but I believe it's too much work already uh, to complete a task which might get me dead. I'd rather pick away. Yeah, um, we uh, if not, I still think I, that I'm not. I'm never going to use this super if not going to use. The, this sub what uh, anyway I'm never going to use a super if not the subclass I get what you're saying I feel like we've already made this point this also isn't a question <laughs> this also isn't a question but I get your point I think we've kind of already said this is if it doesn't offer the end game benefit if it doesn't seem end game viable a lot of folks will shelve it so 
it remains to be seen right it remains to be seen that you know are we you know are we going to really see enough things and you know are we going to see enough fragments and aspects to justify use in the end game is is a valid question uh beyond hope with fragments and aspects being found in the world it makes it feel very rng if they are supposed to be obtained as drops how do you think this could affect the end game content or lfg gatekeeping people requiring certain aspects and fragments to join to be effective you know i don't know bungie's usually not stingy with this kind of thing i kind of feel like when they added the mods and the and the and the seasonal mods i mean you just kind of get them because you're playing um, so that that's another one that I just don't know. I would hope that they would err on the side of being generous because it doesn't do a benefit to have somebody get to like week four and they're like, I still haven't gotten a whisper of Bond's fragment, right? Um, you know, so I I would so hope that they would err on the side of just like, yeah, let people have them and experiment. We don't we don't need to make somebody wait a month and a half to get something um, and make it super RNG based. If it's just a drop in the world of physical item, it could literally be like boss oriented. There could be a rotation of bosses in the seasonal content or something and they drop certain things. I don't know. Uh, Maybe certain quests that you do to get them. You know, we'll see how they're going to put them in the game. The last Kokui says, with the speculation of hunters getting blink, FML, uh, do you think Bungie will be implementing ways for us to completely change our abilities like dodge wall rift and the things like blink and more? I mean, they say it up here. It says that you will be able to customize your abilities like grenade, movement modes, class abilities, and so on. And when you scroll down here for the warlock, you see the rift, the jump, the melee, and the stasis field. So you see three things. I don't see one for grenade for whatever reason. Maybe that's the stasis field one. Maybe you throw the grenade to create a stasis field. So this would be class ability, jump, melee, grenade. That's all four, and they all four can be augmented. The only one that can't be augmented is the melee, which would make sense because it's just the stasis melee that they've described that can freeze people. But it looks like the stasis field, your jump, and your rift can all be augmented. Um, So... It'll, it, I don't know what that means, you know? Maybe when you jump, maybe there'll be a jump that allows you to create a stasis field below you. Maybe they'll give you that jump slam that the Warlock has on Solar, where you can jump slam and create like a stasis explosion or stasis field. Um, there's already three jumps on Warlock. Burst, balanced, control. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm talking about, Techno. Yes, you would click, you'd probably hover over this to change your jump. These little boxes beneath are showing us that you can augment it with an aspect and then a fragment. So right now, they are augmenting their rift. See? A, a con, you know, casting your rift generates a shockwave that freezes nearby combatants. Oh, or maybe those box... Oh, maybe that's what those boxes are. Two rifts. This one here, the box below three jumps this one here the two boxes below three grenades this one here the two blocks below maybe that's all those blocks represent maybe those are not augments um yeah because down here when they hover over the fragment it shows you all the possible ones and right here you see those same blocks so maybe you can't augment i mean but it says up here you can it'll give players the ability to customize abilities like grenades, movement, class abilities, and so on. In addition, we've added new layers 
of aspects and fragments. Okay, okay, I'm now I'm reading this correctly. Sorry, 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 sorry. So the first sentence is basically saying, in stasis, you can customize your grenade, jump, and class ability. You're already doing that. Right here, bam. Two, two rifts, three jumps, a melee, and three grenades. That's it. And they said, in addition to that, you're going to be able to do aspects and fragments. So they're, they're separated. Um, so I probably misspoke in my video. I misunderstood what that was ultimately saying. So that is, I think, a little bit more clear. Sorry about that. Again, if you're new, click the subscribe and bell button. Thanks so many people for being here. The turnout lately has been awesome. If you've never been here before, it's a safe for work stream. It's more interactive. It's like an interactive podcast. Gameplay happens, but it's mostly about the discussion Q&A sessions. We'll be doing VIP call-ins in a moment where people can literally call in and talk with me about this subject uh, as long as they're a VIP member or higher. Bradley, submitting this question for Mr. Frugal. Um... This looks just like the D1 system. Do you feel they just changed the interface to make it look different so we wouldn't say it's the same thing? Also, keep a few abilities separate. I don't think this looks like... I don't know where you guys are getting that. This does not look like the D1 system. There was not a D1 system where I could I could pick something that took stats away from me. There was no trade pain in the skill tree. Oh, if you run this ability, yeah, you lose intellect and discipline. That was not a thing in D1. You didn't go into your skill tree. I may be completely misremembering here. I may be completely misremembering, but I'm fairly certain there was never like a, oh, you choose gift of the void, loss of discipline. That was not a thing. Augmenting an existing ability kind of was there, kind of. But saying, oh yeah, your rift will now create an an ice explosion. We really didn't have that in, 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 in Destiny 1. There was no way to really augment your punch or your jump. I'm, I'm sorry, not your jump. Uh, your punch or your grenade. We didn't even have class abilities back then. Now, sure, I could make my punch give me an overshield and generate orbs, but the punch didn't do anything different. Like a rift blasting out a freeze. That's new. That's new. It's augmenting. It's changing it. Um, it didn't show stat numbers, but it did change mobility or agility and armor. There, what that did happen? It was something that affected recovery and resilience. I mean, trade pain is part and parcel to building, so I kind of think that's unavoidable. I don't feel like this is the D1 system. This doesn't feel like D1. Again, again, consider how they're going to bring this to the other subclasses, and you can start to see it's not just a bunch of bubbles to choose from. You're augmenting and modifying existing things that you already have. I don't, I don't know. I think sometimes people are a little quick to assume, like Bungie's trying to pull sleight of hand, like, let's just do the D1 system, and maybe let's just shift it around. I don't think it's a shell game. I really do think this is, this is newer and different. Um, it's, I'll say there's similarities, there's similarities with the D1 system, but this does not feel like the D1 system in disguise. I feel like that's an oversimplification of what we've seen thus far. The torch. We know the stasis is sort of the opposite of solar. And I think the lore states that void is the opposite of decay. Uh, no, you got, you got this backwards. If they expand to the three darkness subclasses, what's the opposite of arc? I don't know if they've ever said void is the opposite of of decay. All I know is they have said there are four elements that hold the universe together. The stronger nuclear power is solar and the weaker nuclear power is decay. 
both a form of destruction. One is used through, you know, heat. The other is used through, like, the slow process of eating away and decaying. They're both a nuclear power. Um, I I don't know if, if, if decay is actually the opposite of void. Yes, stasis is clearly the opposite of solar. One's hot, one's cold. What would the opposite of arc be? I don't know. Um, what's the opposite of electricity? I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, with electricity comes thunder. So something like like wind-based or something or push-based. I, or, or I have no idea. Um, rocks. <laughs> I was going to say rocks. Like I can summon the earth. You know, fissure, make the ground open, make the ground rise up, drop a boulder on somebody. I I don't know. Um, magnetic poles? I, yeah. I, it, it, listen, listen. It doesn't need to be an exact opposite if you think about it. A taken subclass that could create, you know what the, how the, the wither horde creates that like dark rift on the ground? I mean, you could build an entire subclass inspired off of that, and we could learn it from the Drifter, because all that he's been learning through his Gambit experiment, with his little with his little canister of Taken stuff, his little soupy black power is just hanging out in the tower. Um, and then Eris could teach us something else. I don't know. Uh, so I, it 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 could be it could be as simple as. Bungie's using stasis to kickstart this this next game feel, and then they literally just use the stasis system of augmentation modification, and they just bam, 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 slap it on all the other subclasses, and they're done. I still feel that the what makes the most sense to me, if I'm just going to theorize and predict, is we learn a dark subclass in Beyond Light and then Witch Queen, and then Lightfall, when we learn the third Dark subclass, that's what Lightfall's referring to. We basically cease to be a Guardian of Light, we sever ourselves from the Traveler, and we become something else. We become a Grey Jedi, right? We got three Dark, three Light, we're balanced. And it causes a rift between us and the Traveler, and it creates a change. Luke Smith said all this is leading to a moment. That feels like a moment to me, you know? We, I could be reading reading the tea leaves wrong here, and we never get another new subclass. Given, let me add to my theory. Let me add to my theory. Given that when you go to the stasis page on Bungie, and it says we're going to go to Europa and learn this new ability with the stranger, and they said that every expansion has a brand new, never-before-visited destination, that adds some credence to my theory. With every new destination, we discover a new power. If it's a if it's a brand new, never before visited destination, they could say these were powers we were unaware of. We didn't know this even existed. Maybe that's what the drifter learned about. He's got this thing behind him. He's got all this darkness stuff. He learned about some location. We go there with him, and we learn another subclass power. And then Eris, whatever in the frick she's got going on with her rock and the pyramid ships that could lead to Lightfall, a brand new destination that she finds through her research and studies, and we go there and just like we're going to learn a freeze a freezy freeze ability from a freezy freeze planet of Europa, all these other destinations in Witch Queen and Lightfall also bring with them a new subclass so then you got three dark, three light and then we're like Lightfall, bam the light of the Traveler shuts off or cuts us off or something, I don't know we'll see uh, Gritter. 
Can you see Bungie allowing the gunsmith to sell generic fragment and aspect mods while making sure only the supreme ones drop in the end game? I mean, this is just a shot in the dark. You're just putting on a blindfold and throwing a dart in a dark room. I have no idea. I I, I don't know how many they're even going to want to put in the game. Uh, I would think they'd want to maybe leave themselves room to add some seasonally to spice things up. So this is just a this is just a total shot in the dark. I I would love to see the gunsmith given more purpose. Get rid of upgrade modules. Get rid of infusion. Go to slot leveling, and then he could serve a purpose like you're outlining. Um, it's just too hard to make that kind of a prediction this far out. So, thanks, Mama. Uh, that's going to do it for a written Q&A. We're going to transition over to VIP call-ins. If you're here live and you're enjoying the show, stick around. Again, click subscribe, the bell button, smash the like button. That's all free. If you'd like to join a VIP call, uh, you could uh, click join and then become a VIP. If you want to join me today on the call, we'll be doing that here shortly. If you're listening to this elsewhere, like as a past episode, or you're on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in that takes place after the talk about the Warlock Shade Bender, uh, Shade uh, Binder new Stasis subclass, and if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube as a podcast, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com, and that brings you right to the YouTube channel. You can click the subscribe button, the bell button, or the join button. Those are all things that help me out. And I'm going to go today, we're going to Avenger first. Hang on, I got my mouse all over the place. Uh, gonna unmute you. What do you want to talk about today, sir? Oh uh, yeah. So looking at you know, this, I'm, I'm super excited for how these subclasses are um, being implemented. I think the customization is great. I think that it has a huge opportunity in the game to expand. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I'm worried about is the aspect that we have that we've been shown. The only aspect that we've been shown is in essence nullifying an already in in the game exotic which is the vesper of radius so and that you know even though you can you can only use it on the one subclass and you can use the vesper of radius and all all of the other ones it still makes me worry that these aspects or um fragments might nullify some of the uh status and uh, different effects that we have for exotics or might just be implemented as exotics in some kind of sense instead of getting our you know, seasonal, well, here's your three exotic armor pieces that you can use on any subclass. It could be, well, here's your seasonal um, aspect that you can use here. And that's something that I do have a worry about is that they'll, that these aspects or fragments could in turn just be replacements for exotics in some sense. Yeah. And I, I think, I, I guess I'm okay with that uh, for a couple of reasons. I, I don't think you're wrong, by the way. I do think Vesper and some other things um might uh might actually need to be looked at you know vesper is going to feel maybe less exciting um i think the natural thing that happened in taken king was we we all kind of gravitated toward the new supers. I remember really enjoying hammers and melting point. And when I would have to use bubble, it was a bit of a bummer. I was kind of tired of bubble. And in this case, you're talking about something even deeper than that. You're talking about the potential invalidation of an exotic. And as you said, not necessarily a complete invalidation because the exotic would still work on the other subclasses. So I, I would say they could approach this in two different ways. Number one, they could obviously just revisit Vesper and give it some better benefits or something. You know, give it a, give it a nice uh, you know Passover, and then make it make it better. Uh, or also, 
um, do nothing, and we just kind of have to wait for the other subclasses to get the same treatment. I think, you know, with everything that we looked at, with everything that we saw on this subclass being more of an augmentation and a modification system as opposed to this big giant bubble tree that you can pick from, that's, I think, very clear groundwork that they're attempting to lay so the, uh, the next the next round of, of updates that they try to do the other subclasses, it's it's more about enhancing and updating and augmenting as opposed to, we gotta completely rebuild Blade Barrage. Um, so, if there's some collateral damage in this process that, that turns Vesper into a less exotic exotic uh, and maybe some others as well, I guess I'm okay with that because anytime the game's gonna evolve... Anytime you're going to have this almost like this seesaw of power distribution where all of a sudden something's really strong or good or whatever, then whenever that's going on, there's going to be, I would think, collateral damage. Some things are going to slide off, like the seesaw game in Fall Guys, right? If it tilts one way, there is going to be some stuff that maybe slides off the other end, and then they got to reevaluate, fix it, and kind of bring it back and put it back on the on the table. So... There's a variety of ways for them to approach it. I do think you're right, and I guess I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw throw my hands in the air and be like, oh, this is a huge problem. And I know maybe there's some bias there. I've never really used Vesper. So the but I, I think the greater question is, are they gonna have any footing in the end game? Because if you're still running well, you're gonna run Vesper, right? You're gonna run Vesper in those environments, keep your keep that healing rift up and going. Um, I really don't know what the end game well build is. It Vesper or is it or is it uh, Phoenix? Which one is Phoenix. the one that people typically use? Phoenix. Okay. So you know, yeah. Then I mean, doesn't Phoenix invalidate Vesper in some respects? I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, it's, it's. I think it's hard because they create tools for specific things, and then a lot of times I think we look at the game and we're like, what's the specific thing this is built for? Why would I ever use this? Um, I think that happens a lot with exotic. Uh, armor in general yeah and another thing that you know i thought this implementation might actually help with is sunsetting them exotic armors and then taking the perks that have not been useful or even just taking exotic pieces out of the game that aren't useful throw them into the aspect ability lines or fragment whatever whichever one you want to put in there throw them in there and then when you're throwing them in there you can use the you could use something that's not as strong say you use something um like verity's brow for example you know if you're using it you know energy weapon kills give you a boost of grenade damage right you could put that as your fragment but then you could also use something else because not a lot of people are going to use verity's brow if you're going to be using something that gives you double grenades or if you're going to if you're doing a grenade build you're going to want to use sun bracers or you're probably going to you want to use controverse hold you want to focus on something that enhances your grenades and not something that requires you to get another kill you could take these less useful and less exciting exotics that are taking up space in the game, mm-hmm. either rework them completely or just take them out or take their I perks, take their whatever it is, throw them into the tree because they're not, some of these perks are not warranted enough to be an exotic, to be honest there, and throw them in there in this new customization tree and then it could have some more use in some kind of way. 
Right. I, the, I, I have similar things I said about the exotics that don't get a lot of use, the guns. Like, take cosmology and put it somewhere else. Like, put it on an adept weapon or a pursuit weapon and just retire the exotic or whatever. I think the biggest problem here is that people are going to get mad about exotic sunsetting. So I don't know if you'd want to do it in that way because people might not see uh, the, the fact that that I, oh, I'm getting a benefit from this sunsetting. I kind of feel like exotic sunsetting should be done in its own way, in its own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what you're talking about would be something separate. I mean, or they could just be really, really frank uh, and just say, hey, um, this 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 exotic's getting sunset, and because we didn't feel like the, the perk was strong enough in the current e- ethos or ecosystem, we've decided to take that perk and turn it into an aspect or a fragment. I Maybe you're right. I mean, maybe people would look at that and be like, oh, that's nice, because I wasn't using it anyway. You know, I mean, th- there's plenty, I think there's plenty of exotics where folks would say, I just don't see a reason in ever using that. It doesn't feel f- super, super strong on the end game. I mean, especially a lot of the exotic primaries. They just don't feel... Like they really, really have uh, a foot uh, in in the door. Um, it, they could they could say. I mean, this one right here, Gwisinvest says, vanish after spectral blades kills for more super energy. Um, I mean, I, that's that's very PvP oriented. I bet you people probably use it a lot there. I'm thinking of like bombardiers. I mean, I I don't know. People say they're strong, but I just can't see bombardiers unseating another exotic piece of hunter armor. I could see you taking bombardiers, taking the parting gift, turning it into an aspect or a fragment, and then and then moving on. I mean, you could even have it. Bombardiers, parting gift could be a stasis explosion, like a little ice bomb. Um, so it's hard because every time I point at an exotic, people are always like, "But actually, Lono, that's good in this environment," and I just don't see it showing up that often. Um, and so a lot of the times, I think maybe I'm too dismissive of exotics, uh, but maybe not. You know, the the young Ahamkara spine, increased trip mine grenade duration and blast radius, ability damage grants trip mine grenade energy. I that, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a a, a good ex, a good enough exotic to me. That does feel like maybe that could be slated as to a a fragment or an aspect. Thank you, Larry, for clicking the join button. Uh, that's our first new member of the day. It's our first new member of the day. Thanks for clicking join. Enjoy the emotes and the perks in Discord. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of exotics, so if they went in and sunset all of these and turned them into aspects and fragments, I wonder if we'd have this massive deficit of exotic armor. I don't know how how you would do this. Would you do it piecemeal, a couple every season? I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot of exotics in there. What order would you do it in? What would de- determine if it gets sunset or not? You know? And with the whole point is to say you can you can have not a deficient set of armor, for example, but you could have you could say, okay, well, we're getting five pieces of armor per class per thing. All of year one exotics are gone. All right. Some of the perks that we thought weren't that strong. um, And this could be tied to something um, with the customization with other classes, because, you know, you can't use a You're probably not going to be having trip mine grenades for your stasis subclass so obviously this customization would have to happen across the board mm-hmm. um but having this taking some of these you know less used things something that's niche right it's niche and it can be used and you know you have the people who say well it's really good here well you can still use it there you could just you don't need to put an armor piece on you can use that there as well as have a new exotic on or have a different and more broader exotic on 
And then with that as well, you can also implement new fragments and aspects that are completely different that also fill that role of something that's almost an exotic. Mm. And you could you could add these things. You don't have to have you know all this armor to fill up all these slots because with this level of customization, you don't need to have all of this armor. You could have the customization. Like honestly, if you wanted to, you could probably take exotic armor all out of the game, tie all these exotic armors to the customization of the class. And have those be the exotics. You could do that completely. Now, obviously, that's stripping a whole concept of the game, you know, out of its ground. And, you know, that's huge and drastic changes. But you can do that. And I feel like a lot of people would take better. They would look at that better instead of saying, okay, well, I got to go grind for, you know, hope to God for an RNG drop here. You right. could say, oh, well, I can get this armor piece. And, yeah, um, I, I think somebody in chat said it really well. And this is where I'm, I'm going to this is going to be a little long, like involved. But they said that th- some of them were just too specific right it's hard to put on a, one exotic piece and so what you're talking about is you, know, you shove it all into the aspects and the fragments and then it makes sense for it to be specific because it's part of an entire build instead of like this is the only exotic piece i can put on and what does it do it gives me a second knife i mean think about think about what ophidius faith really offers me it's not that great it's fun in a very very specific instance but outside of that there's nothing truly exotic about Ophidius Faith other than its dope appearance with this cobra ornament I mean an ex- two knives I, you know what I'm saying like it, it's nice for one particular uh, situation uh, an instance and so that feels like that'd be a perfect aspect or a fragment that, that's more of a very specific thing that I would go in and build and adjust and say, okay, on my way of a thousand cuts, I'm going to augment it to have two knife throws and I'm going to lose X, Y, Z when I do that. You know, I, the, the, I called it the trade pain. And when I'm, when I'm thinking about this and I'm listening to you talk, the very next thing I'm thinking is, where are we going to go in the game that's going to require this level of build crafting and customization and depth? Like where? It doesn't exist yet. They have to kind of build that playground. I don't think it's Grandmaster Nightfall. We need difficulty spectrum in raids, in dungeons, in the seasonal content. Like we got the hard mode menagerie and sundial, but it was stupid. There was no loot grind and there wasn't, it was, it was too much of a, of a light switch. It wasn't enjoyable. So I don't know. It's like I I see all this customization on this on this on this build that they that they're showing us, and my brain starts you know thinking, oh wow, I can get great super uptime if I play in the right way. This seems phenomenal. This seems great. But then I immediately say, where am I going to need that? Where am I going to want that? Like, is there going to be an environment in the game where that makes sense, or? Is it going to consistently feel like a, what's the point? Why bother with all this stuff? They have to create depth. Let me say it this way. Let's give you a nice soundbite. You have to create depth of content if you give us depth of customization. Depth of customization without depth of content will feel really, really dissonant and disjointed. It's Armor 2.0 is kind of already there. Look at the level of customization we have. Look at this depth. Oh my gosh. And then there's no content where it makes any sense to spend any time thinking about it. Um, You swap a couple mods when you're in Garden Raid, and that's about it. I mean, they've got to consider that. This is why I think the 12 negative modifiers in a Delta and Extinguish is just not the way forward for true dynamic difficulty, and we need hard mode and normal raids again. I I think you need both. And yeah, I think, you know, there's so, I feel like there's so many aspects within the game that if you change one thing, like we're having a huge drastic change with 
um, these, you know, these customization and subclasses. Like this isn't just something like, oh yeah, this is nice to have. This is huge. This is a major, major change of the game. Having a major change of the game, we got to look at the other aspects and say, well, what can these be changed? What what of these aspects can be changed? Because you know, it's even you know, if we have the difficulty, you know, we have the customization, we need the depth of difficulty. But we have the depth of dif- dip, uh, depth of difficulty. Um, we need the depth of loot. We need to have loot hierarchy. We need to have all of these things that matter. But the depth of loot also needs to matter towards the depth of customization that we have. It's it's a giant loop. And right now. We're getting one they're get, they're looking at one part and they're saying well we're going to work on this they're not worrying about the or we haven't even heard about the other two yet and that's right. something that you know hopefully they address but as of right now we don't have those other two parts and if we don't have those other two parts the first part doesn't matter well and the other thing to consider is are they going to show us any more aspects or fragments when they update us on titan or hunter or do they just use the warlock to talk about it and we're going to get a really really generic update for the other two i would think they would at least give us an example since they gave us the rift example uh for the aspect but yeah i wonder if they're even going to give us this level of info for the other ones because you know do they do they need to uh, do they need to? I, I would say they might not. They might be able to say, ah, yeah, you know, we, we already kind of explained how that's going to work. You know, here's some information about the super, you know, the super in the melee, and then that'd be kind of the end of it. Um, I, in, in regards to what you're saying, you, you, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you can have depth depth of content and depth of customization without depth of loot. I mean, obviously we have hammered away at the lack of loot hierarchy over and over and over again. It's all one, it's all one big piece, you know, it's all one big piece. If, if, if you're going, if you're going to, you know, go into an environment where it's going to get harder and there's like four levels of difficulty and you know each time it goes up you got to consider new things and there's new modifiers and new you know new stuff to consider but there's no loot on the other end of it the the whole like beating it for the sake of beating it or just beating it for fun i'm just like what on earth no one plays a game you know like that in this way so like you said it's like it's a big loop and this is why i think gearing up in a normal raid and knowing that there are mods, there are intrinsic perks, there's powers, there's abilities, there's customization that comes out of that, that I then am kind of getting ready for hard mode. And then when you go into hard mode, there's maybe there's enhanced versions of all those guns and, and aspects and fragments in the armor. And it's all like upticked and it looks cooler and looks better. And I think that makes more sense as an end cap to the season or to your grind. You're like, okay, I got it all. I'm like, I'm completely like exactly where I want to be. I got all my stuff. Cause a lot of people are like, well, what's the point after that? I do think there's a natural sort of, I've come to the end of the road. I have to wait for next season. I have to wait for the next injection of content. You are going to kind of run out of road and be like, oh, I'm at my max power. This is why Diablo's seasonal rift system is just, it's so freaking brilliant. Like, and that's where I think they could come up with aspects and fragments that they deliver seasonally that can only be found in in a dungeon or a raid or a grandmaster. I mean, what if that's a way to inject relevancy into the raid in the winter season? Hey, this you know, the the raid's been out for a couple of months. Here's your winter season. We've thrown some new fragments and some new aspects in the game. 
Some of them are only going to drop in Grandmaster. Some of them are only going to drop in the raid. And then if you want to spice up your build and try out some of these new things, here you go. You know, there's new new places for you uh, to go and do that. That would be somewhat would resonate with the spirit of what they do with the Diablo season where you have another time like oh let me go into the rift let me try and get some of this new stuff try out some of these new these new weapons abilities some of these new builds and this might enable them to do that I'm, I'm hoping they're thinking long term elasticity and, and relevancy here so that this system isn't like like, I don't feel like the artifact system really did what uh, we were all hoping it would do, which is freshen things up every couple of months. And I'm hoping that they learn from that and we can we can benefit from that 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 rough experiment. And hopefully these new su- subclasses and hopefully these new aspects and fragments, um, you know, deliver a deliver a better uh, a better a better and more holistic system. Because I didn't I didn't feel like they they did a great job. Uh, with the artifact, I feel like it kind of fell flat with respect to being a. It was supposed to be like a a punch of of relevancy, you know, every every three months, and it didn't seem like it did that. The artifact almost feels like it's restricting you to what you can use, not you know, living up what you're using. Yeah, it's not enhancing; it's restricting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's really all I want to talk about. So. Yeah. Um gonna go to the next caller we got uh, I'm gonna come to you light leap light leap what would you like to talk about hello hello um well so first of all I wanted to say that you know I'm always the negative Nancy thinking okay beyond light's not gonna be that great but I have to say well I'm positively surprised and the, the subclass customization that they showed looks like a step in the right direction um, the question is, I still worry now that I have had time to think about it, um, how they're going to implement it. Meaning, look at the mods, right? Um, the weapon mods that we currently have, they seemed like an interesting idea in the beginning, but it quickly became stale, mainly because there was no innovation. They didn't bring out new mods except for Black Armory, and we have them all now, and... Uh, yeah, there's there's nothing much going on except a UI interface and the customization feels very stale. So the first thing they would do is, which it already looks like like they're doing, it has to be slightly more entertaining and also deeper. Because you don't want to have this right that there's like five aspect or five aspects in the game and and and, and eight fragments and then you have them all after like f- four days of playtime and that's it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. There's like two things they need to do in my in my opinion. One that should be actually there at the start. One should be that they have to have plans to release new and exciting uh, aspects and fragments every now and then, maybe every season also. They should be like weapons. They should be treated like weapons in my opinion because it is it is, it should be treated like loot. And um, another thing they I hope do is like we kind of have the enhanced mods on armor right now, I would love to see some rare fragments from raids or endgame activities that um, give them, you know, a slightly better, they're not a must-have, like, enhanced hand cannon target. It's not gonna, you're not gonna, like, suck at Crucible if you only have regular hand cannon targeting. But slight improvements that are rare that make, gives you, like, this, oh, man, I got this drop feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So, those are my first uh, kind of hopes for that 
later, I, I don't know if they're gonna go there right away, but I'm already imagining beautiful things. Imagine um, that they would treat aspects and fragments like loot, meaning maybe aspects are too broad because I saw they are kind of big, but fragments, they could maybe even be random rolled. I mean, why not? What's the, they, they could like maybe one gives minus 10 discipline, the other gives minus 10 something else. Uh, or or the, these values can be smaller or bigger. And suddenly, that would be a great step in the direction of like a loot explosion that you actually get like you get an armor reward, you get a weapon reward, and you get a fragment reward. And it's always like, oh, let me check if this is a slightly better fragment than what I have. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. And that would give the depth to the, to the loot. Because as I said, customization and depth of, of, of this character pool is one thing. But how are they gonna how are they gonna implement it in a loot based game? How can they use this and not just let it be wasted in the loot aspect? That's the different question, and that I would love them for to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, I, this is touching on something that, like I said during I don't know if it was during Q and A or my video. I think it was during Q and A where I said there could be a better version of Whisper of Bonds where instead of negative ten intellect and negative ten discipline, it would only be negative five. Um, so it's not light years better, but it certainly is noticeably better. Uh, we could take that and kind of push it into your direction and your idea where every time I get a drop, I'm hoping to find a whisper of bonds that has a good, you know, a good negative impact. It's not as harsh. Like maybe the first time I get it, it's negative 15 or something like this. Ooh, this one hurts. It's not as good. I think my only concern there would be you'd have to create a very visual hierarchy. You would need there to be like a, a green, blue, and legendary version. So it's really clear to the player, oh, this is a green version. That's why it's not as good. Because um, I like the idea of there being tiers of these to enhance the grind. Um, I just wonder if it would become too complicated for the player base. Sometimes I've, I think the game is... It has to work in these very casual visual realms. Um, listen, I'll admit, the minute I go over to a game and there's like lots of text on the screen and there's all these things to read and it's like it's complex and convoluted. I mean, I check out. I am that guy. I'm like, make it simple. Um, I started playing that uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 and I was like, dude, just give me Diablo. Just click, click, clickety click. I want green arrows and red arrows. You know, I, I make it make it simple. So I love the idea behind what you're saying and it certainly is inspired by your, your personality and your play type, right? You're always asking for depth. So the minute you look at this you're like, how could we add depth to this? Oh, I know have different versions, have better versions, lesser versions, put better versions in the end game. I'm in agreement that there should be at least something either exclusive, an exclusive fragment, an aspect in the Raider of Dungeon, or at least if fragments or aspects drop there, they have the potential to be better or adept or something, so they are of a higher tier. That might be easier to understand than like multiple versions or RNG versions. Like what if every time it drops, like negative intellect and discipline are just random numbers, so some are better than others, some are more painful than others um i don't know if that uh i don't know if that makes sense you know in response to what you said but um. yeah i would love that i mean honestly kind of given the new light experience i mean they had the biggest player explosion in, in, since the release of the game i think and new light is terrible people are constantly overwhelmed with what where they should go how they even to get exotics right um even armor 2.0 is already too much for for 
players who just get into the franchise and they still manage to bring in a lot of new players who are excited about the game so i think in the end it's mostly how they design the access to it i don't think that a customer as long as it's separate because um i mean i don't want to make a division out of this right where there's so many stats and so many potential builds that you're just like you need a spreadsheet to basically play every time yeah but i think because destiny doesn't have a lot of stats like discipline and, and intellect I think random rolls would work quite nicely. Just and players would realize after because if they drop more than once, it would be like, hey, they are different. Oh, apparently I can roll random. You know, I think mm-hmm. players are driven to, to destiny. They won't be. I'm not that afraid, at least, um, that this would be too complicated. I do like the idea of having rarity types, though, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I just thought of something. Like I, a lot of times, the casual player would be like, oh, if I defeat frozen targets, I get more super energy. They don't care about intellect discipline like they're not min maxing like i don't care if you take away my interactive discipline i don't i'll pay attention to that right it's it's like me when i just read the top of the bounty you know I, it's like and i don't read the bottom part i i feel like a lot of the the mid lanes and the casuals would be able to uh adapt and just be like what what do i get oh i get this i don't care about that i don't you know you know, this one here is interesting because they have like a conflux trapped motionless in crystal, infinite possibilities held in tranquil inertia. You unleash the darkness within, suspending your enemies in harrowing stillness. That text is huge, and then the teeny text is casting a rift generates a shockwave that freezes <laughs> nearby combatants. It's like, do <laughs> do we need it? To, it should maybe be reversed. Like. What do it's I like get? One text is for Bife, the other one is for the player. <laughs> well, and the one that's for him is like all big and italicized, you know. And then what do I get is like teeny, you know, it's the small text. So I do think sometimes they, they, they could consider making it abundantly clear right off jump, like this is what you get. Bam, this is the benefit. Um, and then the you know the randomness when you were talking it made me think of the inscriptions in anthem where one gun uh, or one ability was not equal to another uh, because of the inscriptions so one fragment one aspect would not be equal to another because of you know the modifiers it doesn't look like that's how aspects work it seems like aspects grant you an ability or an enhancement to ability and the and the fragments are the ones that bring something at a cost and then those stats could be more randomized um, again, I think the goal here is you're, you're thinking to deepen that grind where you're not necessarily done until you get the, 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 the version that you like the most. Uh, and then this would land well. Again, if you're going to have depth of customization, you need depth of content. We need those difficulty spectrums where, you know, you know, getting that slightly better stat distribution is, uh, is, is going to help and is going to assist, uh, in the harder content that you're going into. Yeah, exactly. And I also think a part of, I mean, I, you say you check out, but I think you also fell in love with Destiny, given it's, it's pretty straightforward, at least in the first year. But I do believe that, I don't know, the way I work, I love this kind of being overwhelmed in the beginning and having all of this to discover. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like almost when, when you know everything about the game, it, it automatically doesn't feel as deep as when you like get, like get jump into it and don't know what is going on. Um I do believe, though, that as you said, like the, the the fragment says, defeating frozen targets with weapon grants you super energy. So I think people like casual players will read this and think like, neat. I I, I like this. I like this uh, aspect. Uh, I like the fragment that goes into it. I don't care about these stats below. And at mm-hmm. the same time, it gives like almost an infinite grind 
just because um, out of curiosity, what what else can you get? What what uh, fragments? Uh, sorry, fragments. Yeah, what mm -hmm. fragments can you find? And and maybe there is one that complements your build better. I feel like um, this is a great opportunity to to yeah to 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 give us loot that is exciting. Something that yeah Destiny has been struggling with, right? And I wonder what what they would do. Another another thing I'd hope they would do is disable this in PvP. Just disable aspects. Give like just say your basic <laughs> subclass this is what you get in pvp and then everything else can be crazy in pve i mean they now established that it can work right because it's the, the subclass is basically your super and your general ability is completely independent from the aspect so you could have no aspect slotted right so theoretically if they have a problem they could just say you know what we're disabling aspects in in pvp and um, you wouldn't have this problem that you know oh is this gonna create balance issues i don't know that was just an idea or at least fragments maybe i don't know what do you think about that oh man this always this always gets problematic for me because what you're basically doing is is you're adding all this depth and value and then being like but not for you you know you're looking at the crucible and be like but not for you and i would worry i would really worry how that would really land um and i know where you're coming from is actually I think an intelligent and you could even say it's probably a well-argued position that man this is gonna be nuts in the crucible like there there could be we don't even we've seen pr two pretty basic ones the fragments and the aspect are very basic there could be some crazy ones um I, and so I, I do I'm like I hear where you're coming from yeah this is gonna be problematic it's it's gonna cause issues but then I'm also like what's that gonna look like what's that gonna translate to with respect to you know here here are all these great things we're adding to the game and then all of a sudden half of them hit a wall and they don't get to come in you know, it's like you must oh yeah it doesn't go in the crucible uh that would be my primary concern crucible just consider too that some of the things that you were you were understandably irritated about when you heard some of these leaks about Bungie not being concerned about PvP it's primarily a PvE game how much more would that be emphasized and, and magnified if they literally said aspects and fragments are disabled in the crucible um, I don't know I, I think that that would fall I think that would maybe cause more damage than the actual fragments and the and the and the, and the aspects are going to cause do you know I agree I, I, I it's not my favorite suggestion obviously my favorite suggestion would be to have a crucible team that has a separate sandbox and it can and it can adjust these aspects and maybe the range of it and and effect, effectiveness of it, it for the crucible specifically given the reality on the ground at Bungie it seems to be that they have a hard time i mean there's so many weapons right now right i mean even the pvp players released a video they're questioning whether so mountaintop for example will it be forever haunting regular crucible will they ever adjust it after it gets sunset stuff like that or we're just uh. given this reality i'd rather they give us fun stuff in pve and then basically say listen we keep pvp a little bit more basic than having to worry about three months of something or, or even longer where they just don't have the hands to adjust or maybe it takes like you know uh, hands away of developing something for PVE or, or you know adjusting something for PVE. Yeah, I mean, any any time, any time you're trying to do the uh, the balancing discussion, I think you're you're always going to wonder, you know, is this 
is this going to completely disrupt Crucible or just change it? You know, I, a separate sandbox, a separate balancing is what we all want. But, you know, as you just said with like Mountaintop, it's like, why, why would you not mess with it? It's, it's, it is, it's like, it's, it's, it's a problem. I don't know. I feel like it's a problem. I feel like sometimes things get overstated. People overstate, you know, Jotun. People overstate certain things. But I do. I feel like Mountaintop is just like, dude, are you ever going to do anything about this gun? This gun is so, so ridiculous. Um, in Crucible. And, you know, if they're going to look at balancing decisions and make those calls, they have to ask the question, like, how disruptive is this? How problematic is it? And I, whether it's Mountaintop or even the new Stasis abilities, that's always where I go. You know, Yes, yeah, sniping's annoying. Yes, yeah, shotguns are annoying. But I mean, are is it is it completely play flow disrupting? Nah, not really. Mountaintop is, and so and, and stasis may be as well. Uh, if if I were to zoom out and take some of Wish's commentary and look at the stasis abilities and the stasis videos, it seems to me that they're banking the winning horse. Uh, I'm sorry, backing. They're backing the winning horse. They want to give the PvE crowd more stuff, more fun, more boom, more pow, because I think we bring the money. I don't think the PvP crowd brings the money. It's all free. And so, I know that probably isn't comforting to hear. If I'm right, if I'm if I'm zooming out here and making a good prediction on like a trajectory change, they may be like, screw it. I mean, we just want people to have fun, and we want exciting stuff in the game. If this feels like Titan Hammers and Taken King, we're okay with that. We want the PvE crowd to get their value out of their purchases, and it's a $10 increase. Beyond Light's $10 more expensive than the previous expansions, and there has to be that value transmission, I think, to the PvE crowd, because I think we just consistently are the greater source of engagement and the greater source of revenue. It's not hard to see. Look at Charlemagne. Look at all the player tracking. The PvP crew, the PvP engagement, that loyalty is fragile. It's fragile. It immediately drops if stuff's not going well. It immediately drops if there's not good things to do or good loot to do. The PvE crowd is just like this rock-solid, tried-and-true, always logging in, always playing. It's ridiculous how consistent and constant the PvE crowd is, and PvP just feels a lot more volatile, a lot more volatile and a lot more fragile with respect to loyalty. And so more than likely, they just looked at the trends. The same trends that led them to target casuals and mid lane players in year three to survive are likely similar, you know, decision making trends where they looked at who's buying and continually playing. And that's where we want to focus our energy. And that's why they're probably going to accept that, you know, the Crucible is going to become a casualty of war in this. I think they're just, they're, they're wanting to make the game cooler. And I think the Crucible, they're willing to let the Crucible just become a train wreck because maybe train wreck is too strong of a word. They're, they're, they're willing to let the Crucible become kind of chaotic because it'll benefit a larger portion of the game community and a larger portion of the content itself. Um, and I don't see a way forward, honestly. I really don't. How else? I mean, we've always said we could do so many cool things, but man, the Crucible, the Crucible. Even if you have separate sandboxes for the guns, are you really going to ever going to be able to bring something to the game that lets you build ice walls and freeze people where they stand? No, that sounds insane. Well, they're doing it. So, I mean, I, they may be just saying, ah, well, <laughs> Crucible guys will play for a while, complain and leave like they always do. They don't, they don't, it doesn't seem to matter. No matter how many balance we make it, no matter how much work we do, no matter how much we strain the game, they still tend to react that way anyway. Um, Hold on, but uh, so two two things. So first of all, I just want to push back at the notion that 
the PvP players don't bring money into the game. I, I realize the content is free, but there's a lot of players who love PvP who pay still for the content because they also grant like like PvE, but they then stay for the PvP, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and I think the shifting unity, I think they're more volatile because there's a lot of PvE ga- PvP games just happening. There's just more. I think also stuff like Call of Duty or or, or arena shooters, mm-hmm. battle royales, uh, that people just switch to. But when they brought out Red Rick's Claimer, I've never seen. I made a server back then. I remember for like non-toxic PvP LFG, and it exploded. We were like a thousand people in there. So many who just wanted to step into the Crucible. They wanted that gun, uh, wanted to practice. I think it's easily it could be more easily maintained now while you were speaking i was thinking about something else what if for the crucible crowd they could introduce special pvp fragments so let's say you get frozen in place and then you can use a fragment on your dodge on the hunter for example that if you use it it breaks you free of the freeze right that would be amazing if they would release something like that in trials, or let's say you're a Titan and you use your your punch or something, and it can counteract certain of the freeze effects, and you could build this way, that could be potentially very interesting. Or just you know when you run a certain aspect, shorter duration of freeze uh, at the cost of mobility or something. So you'll have lower mobility, but you won't get fr- your frozen time will get cut in half. So if somebody freezes you, you're only frozen for half the time. They could certainly do that. And listen, I know there are Crucible players that buy every piece of content, mainly because they want the exotics, they want the guns, because they're worried they might be, you know, they might be strong. I just think if you look at daily engagement loyalty, that's where Crucible is going to lose some of its footing and some of its priority because the daily players, they're the ones probably more likely to click on the Eververse, buying a cosmetic. They're logging in. They're more likely to buy those glows. All those things are part of Bungie's you know, revenue funnel. And the people that play Crucible for a month throw their hands up and say, I'm bored, this sucks, and leave. So the, the Crucible numbers are like 800, 900,000, you know, a million, and then wham, it's back down to like 500,000. I think that's the biggest problem, is your peaks are full of people who are just disloyal. Your, your PvP Crucible peaks. And so that crowd that always keeps coming back for Crucible is just smaller. I feel like it's just smaller and smaller and smaller over time. Um... Uh, you're underselling the PvP number, says Wheezy. On Charlemagne, you've, you're considered a PvE player if you touch down on a planet. PvP is a playlist you have to actually queue. If anything, it's more impressive to me that people continue to play and join the queue in the 400 to 500k numbers for an entire year. Uh, daily PvP milestones are gone. It's only weekly. The numbers should have plummeted, but they didn't. Also, right, can but- I add something to that? Just yeah. so you can reply in one go. What Wheezy's saying also goes well with what I wanted to reply to you we didn't experiment with actually rewards i personally i play clash control or competitive even just for practice all the time if they would actually just put something in there every season like a glow an armor it doesn't need much that's my thinking i'm constantly coming from the other side like why Bungie? pvp is for so many players a consistent funnel of exciting content because it's different. It's not like the strike you ever played. Every Crucible game is a little bit different and you improve. And if they would work on it, it just needs a little bit, you know? It just needs something to attain every season. And as Weezy's saying, it's just the milestones right now. If they would just put something 
attainable in there something that puts players back and you would suddenly see that it's not this drought of content i think that that we make it out to be it's just that we the content is there i don't need much more i play crucible fun and i'm sure a lot more would actually play it for fun and not switch if they had something to gain if they had like a, a battle pass let's say on across valor ranks for for cosmetic stuff yeah and i mean i get what you're saying and i get what wheezy's saying i think my pushback would be when you land on a planet you're doing that to play. Like, I don't think there's this large swath of PVE players booting up, going to a planet, and then shutting the game down. Like, well, I, you know, I just wanted to see the EDZ today. You know, what's going on down there? No, I mean, they're, they're playing. People live in the public space. That's probably why that number is so inflated. I wouldn't even say it's inflated. It's so much bigger. It's because so many people just literally boot up and run around the public space. Like, just, they just love it. Um, and... anytime this comes up, I never want people to think that I'm saying Crucible doesn't matter, or Destiny doesn't care, or Bungie doesn't care about the Crucible. I think it's just gotten its prioritization lowered over the years. I don't know how you can argue it hasn't had its prioritization lowered. I mean, you guys got nothing for like two years, and then what you did get was a shambles. uh, And we still play. See, and you still play the one. (laughs) Oh, oh, stop it! You guys, I don't know. The the numbers go way up. We we have the content we want. (laughs) But look at the trials numbers as an example. You know, it it I. I love the people that play, play Crucible. I created an entire show where I was shoutcasting trials and shoutcasted a tournament. I do. I love the gameplay. I don't think you can see... You can't get that kind of gameplay anywhere else. It just it looks and feels so unique and it's so special. And so I never want anybody to like misconstrue what I'm saying. I look at Stasis. I look at what Stasis is going to bring to the game and I say to myself... I never would have thought they'd pull the trigger on something like this because of Crucible. Which tells me... I think they're just okay with Crucible being more space magic. You know, they're not so... Think of it this way. Somebody said today, do you think they're slowly trying to remove everything that came in vanilla? Everything that was either Activision influenced or just vanilla influenced? And I happen to think yes. What's the exact opposite of D2 vanilla Crucible? It's it's le- it's going to be a less gun-based, more space magic, more chaotic Crucible. Like, it's, it's going to evolve... Um, you know, I, in 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 if you look at the, what's the polar opposite, if the, if the game comes full circle and completely evolves from the boring mess that it was in year one, then Crucible's on a path of being more chaotic and more space magic. And you can't necessarily say that's good or bad. You can say, is it enjoyable? Are people playing? Is it like as I said, my main concern is is it play flow disrupting? Do you feel like the flow of maps and games sucks now because you can't move or you're constantly getting frozen? Um, so it's yeah. Oh, sorry. It, no, I, I I think it mainly it mainly it breaks down to that is they're turning up the space magic in crucible i think we can safely say that which means when i say they're not really prioritizing crucible let me say it another way they're no longer allowing crucible to have the limiting effect that it did you know how we talk about limiting concepts crucible has been a limiting concept in the game it kind of keeps some of the space space magic in in place and anything that hits that ceiling of space magic tends to get complained about you know remember people complaining about the colony um anything that kind of you know goes into that realm i think they've lowered how much they're allowing crucible to be a limiting a limiting concept on the presence of space magic and power 
in Destiny. So it's not that you guys matter less, is that they're 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 lowering how much their 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 the crucible is uh, influencing. Oh, we can't do that because of crucible. Imagine a couple of years ago me saying, "Oh yeah, Bungie's going to put something in the game where you can literally freeze a player where they stand." You'd be like, "What? That'll be broken mm-hmm. in Crucible." And here it is around the corner. So I, I don't know. I feel like there's an evolution happening. For sure, and, and as you say, it's not. I think, in my view, it can't honestly be bad because it will bring more excitement to the game. Honestly, the only thing that makes Crucible really bad or, or not enjoyable is the slow response time of Bungie, and and maybe with the change to the Vulcan ABI unification of all of that and the recoding of the game that was leaked, maybe that would help them to bring faster paced changes, you know, have a small team that just says like, okay, this this can we can lower the damage numbers on this a little bit or reduce the time here so, so we don't have this thing that just, you know, dominates Crucible all the time. That, that would be a really great step. I mean, if they kind of pull it off, I don't, I don't, I don't mind them going this direction in any, in any way, as I said, I'm happy to see finally more depth and something where I can build my character. Yeah, we never know. I mean, this update to Vulcan, it could be like, you know, the Tiger engine right now and its API and its UI. It's kind of like a slow vehicle that's pulling a trailer behind it, right? And maybe they update the Tiger engine to be a little bit faster, a little bit more agile, so we get a new car. You know, the engine's a little bit quicker, a little bit snappier, better tires. And then the thing it's pulling behind it would be like API UI elements, right? That that, that slow down changes as well, because you have to change it all. You can't just like change the game. You got to change the game, the UI, the background API, all that stuff's interconnected. So maybe they'll be pulling a smaller trailer and a faster car, you know, like because they're, they're streamlining some of those processes. So then you could maybe have some changes like, Oh my gosh, week one, they're like, Oh frick. Uh, yeah, this weapon's breaking crucible up, it, you know, cause right now they're already, they're already responding fairly quickly to that kind of stuff. Anyway, they're like up oh, disabled. Boom. And you're like, what? I mean, that's a sign already. I think that they're, they're maybe a little bit more quick to say this is bad. Let's stop it. Um, you know, hard light lived a little bit longer than we thought, but I think it's because it had to go through, it had to go through testing. As soon as hard light hit Zer, I told people, I said, it's getting nerfed. Give it two weeks. <laughs> Cause as soon as they give it to everybody, we know what's coming. Uh, they let everybody have it for a couple weeks and then they nerfed it. So I would, I would hope too, that these updates streamline that stuff. So if this, I, I, I want the, the, the excitement in crucible, as you said, I went to, you know, the, 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 the pow to be there but we don't want it to be miserable it, it, you don't want to go in and have it be awful like everybody's just getting frozen the whole time that would be stupid like i don't want to act you know feel like i'm i'm in the frozen movie and elsa's just running the crucible i mean that would be i think a bit much uh i agree with you if they just straight up didn't start removing old maps that, that are bad and specifically allow for pvp maps to stay for planets that are gone or removing them for pve almost uh, almost like they are treating it as a special case well yeah and i think i think Stasis is a part of that, Wheezy. I think Stasis was going to ruin some of those maps. Just too much funnel, too much choke. It'd have been awful. Do um, you really think they thought about that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think they okay. said. I think they said. All right, Crucible team, take Stasis and have a ball. And I guarantee you, they had games where they're like, "This map is terrible. Stasis is going to ruin this map." I, I I feel like that happened. I think they're still in the process of hiring said Crucible team. <laughs> well, well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But I, I do. I think stasis, stasis is movement inhibiting, which means it has a greater effect on certain maps than others. 
because maps dictate flow, right? There's heat maps where everybody kind of goes and moves the, the, the approaches, the flanks, the dynamics, the verticality, all that's related to where players go and congregate for fights and battles. And I'm telling you, stasis would have been a nightmare on some of those maps. It'd have been terrible. You'd be like, I mean, we can't, I, I can't move. Everywhere I go is a funneled choke point and somebody's throwing a stasis grenade or a wall at it. Like, I can't do anything. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, as a final note, I just hope the same experimentation and excitement you just bring to stasis and say like, look, we're, we're trying something new. We're trying to make the game more exciting. I, I hope that something enabled, that, that the engine update enables them to do it and they also have the courage or change the hierarchy within Bungie to be able to do it with Crucible. For example, let's say, okay, we're removing the AOV effect on Mountaintop just to see how it lands. If it's completely useless, we reverse it a little bit, tone down the aim assist on a sniper, you know, just and see how it lands for like two, three weeks. And if it doesn't work, you know, revert it or do something else. I just hope there's like more experimentation instead of having this, okay, we have to live now. This is going to be it for the next four or five months. Yeah, and and if if they can do that, then Crucible will always be good because they can just adjust it. You know, I'm not worried about it then. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, well, thanks for calling in, dude. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you later. Yep. Wolverine says, "My hope is that these stat penalties on the new subclasses will ground this new subclass within the Crucible, creating longer cooldowns, making survivability a tougher task, and super grow decelerated." Yeah, it just depends. You don't even have to equip them. You know what I mean? Um, Wheezy says it's literally one of the most open maps in the game. Well, Wheezy, before we go to the last caller, I'm not necessarily saying that was the only factor. They also got rid of maps that people hated. I like, I'm pretty sure, didn't people dislike Vostok? I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty complained about map. I'm saying that stasis was a factor in some maps removal. They were like, yeah, this is going to be awful. But I also think they were like, are there maps that suck? We need to, we need to trim this down. There's too many maps right now. You know, I'm not saying it was the only factor. It was just a factor. Uh, All right, I'm coming to you, Sasanu. What would you like to talk about today? Uh, (laughs) Mr. Lightly, been having to do most of my talk. Oh, no. Okay. What what do you you got? Anything left? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but um, no, but uh, going back to some of the things, if I, I go back to what happened, you were saying. Uh, even if they do try to revamp like the the class, like the subclass system, if we do not add like an, a weapon 2.0 as well, that married the, the 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 armor and the subclass, like none of this is really gonna matter because we're gonna pretty much like very quickly, and that's gonna depend on how like you know um, how, how how like how deep like you know how much depth they are in this subclass because. In my opinion, it looks a little bit simplistic and a bit pro- problematic if we go by the way, if I'm seeing the, the way that you were explaining like this morning. Because like if we go like to the side, like to be able to shut down a super with a melee is kind of insane mm-hmm. to me. So I'm not sure how strong this thing is going to be. Um, and then uh, with the new like engine or maybe like the rumor of a new engine with the partner with microsoft are they gonna be able to like separate those two sandbox you know uh, like to be like i don't know like i always like you know mention like why don't they just release like the pvp side of destiny as a standalone game because a lot of people love trials it's like it's like a very 
sweaty mode, you know, like you have to be, you know, it's like the top tier, the upper echelon of mm-hmm. PvP. If you don't cannot meet those requirements, you're not gonna survive. So if they are able to like, you know, put this on the side and focus on PvE, you know, it will allow us like you know, to have more crazy gun, more crazy abilities, but you can't really do do that in PvP. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I, I'm not sure how exactly how this thing's gonna be married together because some of these things like looks very problematic especially for the hunter the hunter has two throwing star and yeah. i don't know like if you saw like the first um i did clip right when he when he threw the story star it he, he shot down three guardians and one of them was with their incident their super that is mm-hmm. crazy that is too much power and 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 to to go into detail like the hunter subclass is the most popular class in pvp right now so it is gonna be crazy in the next couple of months so i'm not sure how this is going to go right i mean i'm wondering too because as you were talking about that i remembered that clip where he he knocked the guy out of his super what if that's a fragment or an aspect and when you turn that on it, it gives that blade throw a um it gives it a suppression effect but in giving it the suppression effect it makes its regen super slow so you're not able to pull it out all that often you know i i think i think ultimately we're gonna have to wait and see how this plays in crucible like i do think we've looked at videos and we're like holy moly oh my gosh like what is this to the beginning of your commentary about how it looks too simplistic it doesn't look like it's gonna be um that involved Bungie likes to create containers and I feel like they applied that philosophy here where like every couple of seasons or every season they can put more stuff in this container more fragments more aspects you know and when they and when they do that it gives them an opportunity to bring freshness I think that's what the artifact was intended to do that's what seasonal mods were intended to do armor 2.0 was a container it had seasonal mods the artifact is a container that can be having things rotating in and out of them now I don't know if they're going to have fragments and aspects that get retired or if there's going to be seasonal ones but they could certainly add one or two every season as something sort of interesting uh, to chase which to me would be kind of taking a page out of the book of uh of what they do uh in diablo um i think it's understandable that that the first time they added i don't think any of us did this when they showed us the supers for taken king nobody was like oh my gosh throwing hammers that's gonna break crucible nobody thought that we're not like we didn't think that we didn't we didn't think that tickle fingers was gonna it were like oh it's another roaming super you know it's an it's another super where i can kind of move around and do stuff but this time i think the reason people are almost immediately being like oh my gosh crucible is because it's movement inhibiting and we all hate that you know i i i i can't stand going into any game you know that freezes me or makes me stick there and i get stuck and can't move so i think it's understandable that we're all like we're i i'm not uh i'm not upset about this but i do think we're getting into a uh this happens in the destiny community we get into like a conversational rut where everything we're supposed to be getting excited about is always leading us back to what about crucible what about crucible and so i think it's understandable i'm not upset about that i just think it's clear to see the the art the 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 conversational rut the trend of the conversation right now is heading towards crucible um and then obviously the pve guys we're doing the same thing but in another way we're like is it going to matter in the end game am i going to want to run this in a grandmaster am i going to want to run this in a raid or is it going to feel like some weak stupid roaming super that no one wants to use because killing 
has is not that hard. Um, well, obviously in Grandmasters it is, but you don't tend to, you know, want to use a roaming super because you, you end up dying. Um, so I think both sides of the community are falling into those conversational ruts. I think they're valid, and hopefully maybe Bungie can speak to some of that or answer some of that, or we just, you know, once it lands, it, it, it plays on the field uh, better or more balanced than we're concerned, um, if that makes sense. Yes, I, I understand, but like, uh, there's two things I want to talk about here. Like, you said something very interesting, but if we put all these things together, do you think like they all are going to keep the artifact? Because they always bring back a bunch of like mod that usually when they pair up with certain supers, they become very like overpowered. But now we have stasis now. I think the artifact is going to come back. I think they like the 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 bonus power. I think they're going to cap it. I've been arguing they should cap it. It should just be a bonus ten. Um, because then you get the then you get the extra ten from Pinnacle. This would just be a bonus ten for people that play more casually. It gives them a sense of leveling up that's more automatic. I think they're gonna cap it. I don't know what they're gonna do. I have no idea what they're gonna do with the uh, with with the actual champion mods and those things. I think all that needs overhauled. Um, but by and large, I think the artifact is intended to stick around. Yes. Okay. Um, the, the last thing I want to talk about is that I, I don't know if I'm like overly opt- optimistic or if I look at the trade wrong. It, it's, it doesn't happen with the warlock or the hunter, but if you zoom in on the titan, there are two different shots of the titan using the super in two different ways. There is one where it does like the typical slam and that's spread into three waves, but there's another clip in Crucible where he throw a grenade, made a wall, and jump and like do like a dive with just one punch. I'm not sure if it's a melee or if it's a super, but when he landed, he pretty much kind of throws like three or four guardian. And then that following clip, you see like the one like kind of activated super and kind of destroy everybody. So, yeah. I'm not sure exactly are you able to use certain fragments to do like some different variation like on your super or to change your super from a, like a a crowd clean super to like a one and done super like the hunter has when it just accepts it, you know? I would say uh, I would say probably what we were looking at is similar to what we've now deduced from reading about the warlock the warlock has a projectile melee that's smaller and can freeze people but then there's a larger projectile melee when you're in the super that also um, does the same thing I would think that what we saw with the Titan is like Ballistic Slam. I think they're going to give him his super, which is he's running around crashing and slamming, but then he probably will have a melee that's similar to Ballistic where you could slam and freeze the people around you. Because it does seem like Titan got a little bit of the short end of the stick. It seems like his super isn't that much different than what we already have, other than like it, it sends along the ground and like these spikes come up. Outside of that, it looks very, very Titan. It's like, well, we've, we've already do that. We already run around and slam and punch. Um, so I bet you it's just, it's just in the vein of a, uh, a ballistic slam, if I had to make a guess. Because we already know the Warlock has a similar melee in super and out. I know, man. They keep making the Hunter cooler and cooler and then making the wall of floating more floating titans <laughs> it, it, titans we just punch everything the hunter also has a slam that you can see in one of the clips that is true the hunter does have some form of a ground slam yeah I, I, I saw that that could again be you know that could be a fragment or an aspect or something that's changing you know a jump or it or maybe that's the hunter's melee ability 
I don't know if they do that, it will give you the option to kind of change certain aspect of your super or then we, we're, we're, we're starting to cook with some gas here because mm-hmm. that would be really uh, kind of like also uh, like, you know, attract like the casual or people like me can, okay, can kind of invest because when I see skill trees, they're like happening to me. I, I, I love skill trees. I, I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I know like you always say, we don't want this to be a game. And, uh, but, you know, you always want to hope that, you know, when you first saw like the wall of crew nova bomb mm-hmm. like when when they first announced the game and you're like oh my god i want to play this mm-hmm. so that's all i got okay so, thanks for the yeah, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Guys, thanks so much to everybody who called in. If you think the VIP calls are cool and you'd like to take part, uh, you can do that by clicking the Join button and uh, picking the VIP tier and getting into the Discord. Or you can use Patreon if you'd prefer. SNTRpresents.com will take you to the Patreon. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, you can catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. Uh, clicking Subscribe and the Bell button on YouTube is a free way to support me as well as smashing the Like button. As always, I appreciate if you listen in the other locations and support me there. Please like, share, and subscribe.